Welcome to the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. I'm the Brooklyn Mauler here with the big man. How you doing? I'm doing well, Brooklyn Mauler. Happy uh, to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Let's start off with the news. Let's go, before you do that, let's, CM Punk. But you hear what Dave Meltzer is saying about CM Punk, and did you hear his Instagram post? So can you elaborate on that? So I think Dave Meltzer had said that CM Punk is in talks of trying to come back. Is that right? I'm hearing that, and they said, he, but they don't want him back. So they don't want, want he got it because he want They want him apologize. Um, yeah, they need to stop that apology requirement. They did that to Thunderosa when it, there were a lot of people at fault in that situation. I mean, your Britt Baker bullying her kind of online, uh, different things like that. But that's one of the things that they're saying. You have to apologize. So the rumor is. Uh, like you said, that they want him to apologize, all these hoops to go through. Right. Um, so they also say, he's also saying that uh, that um, CM Punk, like to have CM Punk come back as if the company was going under, which they're not. He's saying he's saying if they need ratings, um, you know, the ratings are plummeting. He's saying which they're not. That's the only way to bring CM Punk back in. Um, that's what he's saying. Um, but CM Punk did have an Instagram post, right? When he was talking mm -hmm. about how he didn't want, um, like Moxley came up with the idea of him getting in, um, squash on that dynamite, and he really didn't want to go through with it. Uh, him and Moxley had a little heat, but he asked the boss, Tony Khan, is that what he wants? And Tony said, yeah. And, um, so that's why he went along with, you know, that, that spot. He said he really wasn't, um, 100% healthy. You know, at that time, so he decided he wanted to go along, uh, just go along because that's what the boss wanted. Uh, also, um, he 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 said something about Jericho, but he deleted all this in his post, his Instagram post. Um, so mm -hmm. you know, um, but basically, he, this thing that CM Punk basically he wants to he wants to get back in. He's ready to start. He's essentially healthy and ready to go. Um, the problem is. Um, also, um, there's reports when that him and Mark, him and Omega talked talked about the situation and said if this wasn't really about him, you know, this was about basically you know the young buck. Um, so it sounded like Jericho, him and Jericho has heat. Um, Jericho called him a cancer. That's what the reports mm -hmm. are saying. Um, so saying Jericho doesn't want him back on there. Um, Meltzer saying that basically. That they really don't need CM Punk. Um, CM him and Alvarez saying CM Punk has to apologize. Um, and some and that might not even work because some of the AEW locking don't want him back, which is the elite contingency, and Jericho and basically like the the starters. And that they, they came down to Moxley choosing Moxley over Punk, they're gonna choose Moxley over CM Punk. What's your thoughts on all of this, big man? Yeah, I mean it was the CM Punk. Um, post that he deleted shortly thereafter was so much information in it you know that moxley said he wanted it to be like rocky three and punk saying i've never seen any rocky movies and but the idea was stupid and 
and then Moxley telling him, I'm not going to lose to you. And then um, Tony Khan and Moxley saying, this is the best way to do it. And Punk saying he wasn't medically cleared yet. And them saying, oh, it's no big deal. It's a squash match. And so he went ahead with it. And then he closed by saying he's never putting wrestling ahead of his health again. So that's a lot of information there, especially pressuring him about um, coming back before he's cleared just because it's a quote-unquote squash match. I mean, it, you know, it was a physical match, even though it was short. I mean, there was some things going on in that match. Um, and yes, he called Chris Jericho um, a stooge and a liar. Dave Meltzer's a liar. Um, so so it's... Uh, you know, if you had to decide which one you believe, which one would you say you believe? Not that not that anybody has question has said that Punk's statement was false, right? I haven't heard anybody say that's not true, but whose side would you lean on? Well, from bro I think everything that was said was on CM Punk's side was true. But I mean, we only heard from him, right? We haven't heard any public public comments on punk at all from anyone else so i don't know i mean i mean him sitting there eating mindy's um uh, muffins you know mm -hmm. um and telling also i think he's basically telling the truth i mean i mean that's some other people that left aw saying the same things about what's going on behind the scenes of aw so he just the one to say it publicly so yeah i believe him I believe this is going on, um, yeah. but the Rocky Three thing, I actually, I actually like that idea. I mean, I watch all Rocky movies, so when Clubber when Clubber Lane beat Rocky the first time, and then Rocky himself, and to come back, um, and and to go to get by Apollo to try to train him to beat Moxley, I I actually like that storyline, and it went, and I'll be honest with you, it worked. To be to be honest with you, when um when um. Um, what's his name? A Steel. Um, A Steel. A Steel gave him the 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 pep talk, uh, like to Rocky, like um, when when Apollo told um, Rocky, you know, he yelled at him in the gym, and he's saying that because he was he wasn't you know he looked he lost his confidence, and Apollo yelled at him, and then and said no, he said come on, let's go, you got to do this, and um, there's no tomorrow, there's no tomorrow. And they still, so I actually like that storyline. To be honest with you, I think it worked. <laughs> I love, I love that storyline too. I love the short match where Punk lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and then that ended up working. That was a magical moment. Um, I think, yeah. I think what was wrong with it, it was that it was too close to the double or nothing, the pay per view, um, to the all out pay per view. I think if that would have been done like a month before. And then Punk tried to come back, and then it was done. It was done too quick within weeks. I think it was done too short, close to the paper to the pay per view. If it would have been done like a month or two before, I think that would have worked. It would have been better. The storyline was it, it should have been drawn dragged out um, a few more weeks. To be honest with you, that's just my opinion. Yeah, and um, by the way, if you noticed on social media, you know, there's people revisiting. Rocky three and and really seeing Clubber Lang is not a bad guy. <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong. Yes, he shoved Mick, but he's not the reason Mick died. And, he uh, is the reason Mick died. 
if he had no. never shoved him, Mick wouldn't have died. Mick was having some issues before that. But if he hadn't shoved him, he wouldn't have died. I I think that's harsh. I think that's. Harsh. I don't think Mick. I think Mick would have been there. Then Mick. Then Apollo wouldn't have died if you know everything would have changed. Apollo wouldn't have fought Drago. You know, so. Oh, that was a lot of terrible. Things would have changed. That was t- a lot of things happened in Rocky movies that you you wonder where the commission was. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, Drago. Oh my goodness, that's that worst of all. Jail because that exactly. was an exhibition. Yes. Right. Yeah. Should have went to jail, you know. But I guess they they didn't want to start. I didn't. I guess they didn't want the Cold War to escalate. <laughs> That was that was something those old Rocky movies, but mm-hmm. yeah, and I I agree with you. I I loved how it worked out, um, but it's uh, I I I think we've said from the beginning. I think both of us would choose CM Punk if we had the choice over Moxley. For me, for me, yes. Moxley's like the MVP of AEW, right? I mean, he's on a lot, and he wrestles a lot, and he and he goes above and beyond. So but that makes I, him the MVP, right? I think the in pro wrestling, the MVP would be you know the biggest draw, and I think CM Punk is a bigger draw than John Moxley. He is, but if Punk is always hurt and injured, and causing all sorts of problems in the back, then not well liked by his uh, the the higher ups or his contemporaries. Isn't that a problem? Um, I don't care about the people in the locker room not liking him as much, or because apparently people did like him. Hobbs had a lot of great things to say about him. FTR, of course, like him. Other people as well. I mean, if you had Punk, and even if he's injured, even because he's injured off and on, you don't have Moxley, but you do better with, but you do more with Brian Danielson. I think you're okay. I think the status quo could be better in AEW. I think. Um... That um, it's the contingency of the young bucks who are the AVPs. So the AVPs contingency, um, which they helped out a lot of people, right? A lot of people, they in the bucks, and they get a lot of people jobs that they brought over from Japan, New Japan, maybe GC, wherever they was. Uh, was it GCW? Was it Pro Wrestling Guerrilla? You know, like Excalibur. They brought Excalibur over, I think. Um, um, who else? Um, you know, the Orange Cassidy's, you know, the, the, um, the, those those guys, the Pentagon, Ray Phoenix, you know, all these guys, you know, or a lot, or has a debt to the Young Bucks and Omega and the people that later on came in that Tony signed, they really don't, you know, like the FTR, the Hobbs, you know, they don't really own him nothing, you know. They don't own, you know, the Young Bucks anything because Tony signed these guys. Yeah, and you know, I um I like the Young Bucks, especially Nick Jackson. But you know, if the choice is between Punk and and them, you know, I would take CM Punk, of course. It also I also saw that Punk said he has no problem. Somebody, not Punk, saying this, but somebody said. Punk doesn't have any problem with Omega from that night. Right. You see that? I mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just mentioned that earlier today. I missed that. Um, 
So yeah, so yeah, yeah. He doesn't he doesn't um have any problems with him at all. Yeah. So, do you think Punk will be back in AEW? If you had to, if you had to, not wager because if you wager, you'll probably go for the odds of for the bigger payoff. But if what what's your gut feeling about it? You know, I don't know. Um, how long he's under contract for? I don't know how much longer he is. I don't know how long his contract is. Um, let me just Google while we're. I'm here. I'm hearing he had a couple more years left, and he was making five million dollars. That's what I'm read. Oh, I see. So, a couple more years. Did you hear five years? Five years, one million dollars, I guess. I know he's the highest paid um, in AEW. I know that. Mm. They still paying him, right? He should have been. They still paying. Right? He should be. I mean, because the idea was that they're empl- if you're signed to the all, if you're all elite, uh, then you're an employee in a sense, and you should have a, co- a paycheck of. They say the minimum is six figures. So most of them are six but, figures. Only a couple of them make more million range. It can this be salvaged, big man? Oh, I think so. And and um, you know, I think uh, things happen, and and things have happened in Hollywood that people don't hear about until years afterwards on TV shows, <laughs> all kinds of things. So sometimes pro wrestlers can actually you know, be a bit more sensitive about these things. I mean, goodness, would, I mean, do you remember, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago when Draymond Green punched uh, his teammate in the face and it looked brutal. It looked brutal. And everything's fine. No, so, it's not. Not with that team. It's not everything's fine. They can't win on the road. They have a lot of, they got a lot of problems. That really fractured their team. They're not going to win anything. And to be honest with you, this, what it did was it made them um, give Jordan Poole a, a a a contract, a max contract, which they're gonna, which they're not gonna be happy with in a few years. No, it's gonna cause Draymond not. Green to leave this year because they're not gonna pay him. That's gonna fracture their whole um, thing that they've been built off of, which was Green, Curry, and Thompson, the core the core people of the of their championship run. So. Um, actually, this is gonna that's gonna hurt them. They, they can't win on the road. Um, they Grand Green and 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 um and Poole, they they argue, look at each other, and argue with each other most of the time because he went past with the ball. So I guess there's some there's some angst there, and it will never be the same between the two because of what happened. So, and that's going to happen here um, in AEW because the 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 Young Bucks and Omega are still are still um EPs and mm-hmm. Jericho still has a big role in the company because he's one of the, the originals, the starters. He's like a secondary e- EVP, right, without the title. And then Moxie come up next because he's the, the next important person there. And they all together. And when you have all four people, have all with three, four, five, when you have five people with the ear of the owner, which is Tony Khan, I guess one person, 
um, they're not going. It's, there is, he's not going to win that battle, to be honest with you. Um, so, and Punk can't, if Punk can't work with the top guys because they are the top guys there, then what do then what do we do here? Because Punk can't keep messing around with the the the, the Lee Mariottis of the world, and he has to go and 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 and, and fight the big guys, which are the MJF. The the hangman's the Omegas and that's a that's a big time match Omega and CM Punk, big time match probably the biggest match in AEW history. Um, Brian Danielson I wouldn't see no problem with them working with each other. That's another big match. Jericho versus and 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 Punk in AEW is a big match as well. Um, the Elite versus X, FTR and Punk is a big match as well. These are all matches, money matches, big gates. And, and and if they don't get along, they can't make this happen. You know, or they can't figure out what a finish is, you know, who going over. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree. And I think when in the beginning we said, we both agreed, that because of the ages and the injury history, I know the whole Tony Khan wants to win the Booker of the Year award and the idea of long-term booking, but there were matches they should have just had, right? You do them before people get injured, retire, or decide to leave. And I think, um, well, Punk, I've loved all of his matches, Darby Allen, MJF, um, all of them. And by the way, the, it's it's not just him, FTR, and people are asking FTR about what Darby Allen said about people crying, going on the internet, going on Twitter, complaining, I don't like it here. And so... Dax Harwood said, you know, it's called standing up for yourself. It's not whining. So it's it's something. I, I would just, if it was up to me, I would, if CM Punk wanted to come back, well, here, there's two things. One, if he wanted to come back, I would bring him back. But going before that, if in that meeting with Tony Khan where it was Punk and his lawyer, if he is talking about this as an unsafe work environment, I might sue you for that. Then I wouldn't have anything to do with him. I don't. I'd probably get rid of the company if I was him, because anybody could bring that up. And you know, it's it's really, you know, this is Tony Khan's company, but I mean, he's using a lot of his father's resources, not just the money, but people from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you don't want to bring that down, you know, bring them down with unsafe work environments and lawsuits. I would probably just end AEW. Well, uh, <laughs> that's something crazy right there. But yeah. it, but he did, he did, um, you know, left some breadcrumbs with the unsafe work environment by saying that he wasn't healthy, and they wanted him to go along with the match anyway. Yeah, they should never so, have done that. They so should that's, never have done so that. That's one. Two, the EVPs. He had a fight with the EVPs. You not the EVPs are not supposed to fight the employees. They no came looking what. for him. Right. right. And then so, they say they didn't even hear it. Somebody told them and they decided to confront him right. without so even he, hearing it. <laughs> exactly. So he has a case here, so to speak. He sure does. You can almost say almost every wrestler has a case for a safe work environment in some shape or form. Right. But him especially. So Darby Darby said said um people crying on online and stuff about AEW. That's what Darby's saying. Yeah, that was his promo in the ring with MJF and the other pillars, as they call themselves. Uh -huh. um, he says, people, wrestlers in the locker room going on Twitter, complaining, I don't want to be here. 
I'm not doing enough. I'm not getting enough. And he's like, I that, and you're just like the Max, and and I'm not like you, and I'm here for the right reasons and all that. So. Well, Darby killing himself AEW, so I don't know. I guess he's. I guess he he owes a debt to the young bucks. Maybe Cody, because Cody the one that made him. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, Ricky Starks as well. You know, yeah. Cody. Cody did a lot of good things, and then it just kind of went south. But well, Ricky Starks got over, and um, they MJF killed him by not letting him win a match. Um, I don't think Ricky Starks gained his momentum back. To be honest with you, yet. You know, didn't I didn't. Have... I I didn't think that way until you explained to me why didn't he just win the Dynamite Battle Royal, the Dynamite Ring. If you're gonna lose the big match, why couldn't he have won that one? And you were exactly right. Yeah, it's, it hurt him, and then he got into that program with Jericho, which didn't do him no favors. No, it didn't. Because um, then, because Action Andrade had beaten Jericho, a f- you know, a few weeks earlier. Exactly. So it's and now he's in a a, a few with Rock Hard, Juice Robinson, who I like, but Juice Robinson credibility already gone because he lost his first match in a on AD, first time I seen him in AEW. He loses his match. So mm-hmm. first time I see all these people in AEW, they lose the first time I see them. Why do I care about them? Why? Why? And I'm going to say this about when we get to Dynamite about the kingdom. Why do I care about the kingdom? Like, mm-hmm. why? Like, AEW messes up everybody on when they first come in. And you have these people, they work for your company. We talk about Vince McMahon, and everybody online talks about Vince McMahon and how he buries all carrying cross or how he buries people in NXT. But so he doesn't care because those he doesn't. But this, these are the same people that's not saying nothing about Tony Khan burying people when they first come there. Big Bill first match on get killed by get um power bomb symphony by Wardlow. Uh, we got um. Then he gets knocked know, out by Orange Cassidy. Knocked out by Orange Cassidy. Um, who else? Um, Brody King constantly loses matches. Um, uh, who else comes up and start losing? Um, every um, all the people from Ring of Honor they brought up, exception of um, of, of 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 Mark of Mark Briscoe. That's the only person they they made. And if and 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 if, if and if the tragedy hasn't happened, the Briscoe would have been on TV. They lost their first match to FTR anyway. So what are you saying? Yeah, you know. Yeah, what I'm even in Impact Wrestling, they were getting beaten. It was you getting know, beat. It's very sad, right? So, it's like anybody come from Impact Wrestling. Um, the the um Deanna Perazzo shows oh. up and loses. Come mm-hmm. on, like the first time we see her, a star, she loses the Martin Mercedes Martinez. What are you doing here? Like, come no on, yeah, yeah. Like, everybody, first person to come fight Jade, they lose. Like, mm-hmm. come on, like you can't keep doing this. You know, Matt Taven loses. You know, the kingdom loses. All these people lose. Um, it it makes no sense. What? And then and then of course Butcher and the Blade and and uh, you know. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's it, if you bring somebody in new, Johnny Elite, Johnny Elite comes in and lose. I mean, Johnny John Morrison, he comes in with the Johnny Elite gimmick and loses. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I don't mind Johnny Elite losing. I mean, uh, I know what you're talking about, of course. There is that pattern. And then this idea that, oh, next week on Rampage, they're in the main event. Like, we're going to care, you know? 
Uh, we don't. No, uh, we don't. You know, I think that's behind Jonathan Gresham having problems with Tony Khan. And so he's an impact wrestling signed with them now. You know, so. You want to lose. I mean, come on. Like, that's just crazy, man. But yeah, I mean, I would sign, I would bring CM Punk back if I was AEW. But then again, you got to think about your locker room. You know, the masses are all or more than one person, right? But CM Punk is a to AEW is a mega star. Um and I mean you should bring him back and make it work. I mean, um and Tony Khan just gotta, you know, put on his big boy pants and tell the young Bucks and them, hey, this is tough, you know? And but then again CM Punk might use that as to manipulate to manipulate Tony Khan, manipulate the situation. It seems like everybody's using backstage politics here to try to get one up on the next person. And if and Tony Khan is in the middle of it, and he, and I don't know what he what's his ultimate goal is, his plan is, I don't know if he has a plan um, of where he wants to see AEW the next year. So like, where are we going here? Is, is it are we going with MJF for the next few years? Who doesn't be on? T- who don't come on TV every week? Who thinks he's Roman Reigns, which is not a good <laughs> thing. It is not a good thing for the Roman Reigns to be on TV. I went on a rant last week about that, and it's definitely not a good idea for a 24-year-old um, um, champion of a of an up-and-coming company to not be on TV every week. You can't do that. Where do you do this at? You're not Hulk Hogan from 1980s. You can't you can't do that kind of stuff. And, and the yeah. honesty, when that happened, yeah. any and when that happened, they was taping all in one day in the same town. So he was doing like five or six shows, and he probably was stagnant on probably one. He was on the first show, but he was off the second show. So he was taping weeks in advance. So, but these shows are live. Why are you not on TV? Hmm. And I think it hurts him. It hurts him mostly because when you watch Raw or SmackDown, whether he's on or not, you know Roman Reigns is the world champion. There's always that kind of shadow when anybody from the bloodline is there. Hulk Hogan, it was always present that Hulk Hogan was the world heavyweight champion. AEW, for me personally, except for Chris Jericho, the whoever's been the world champion, you know, getting it is a big deal, but once they have it, they don't really feel like they're this huge presence or that there's something that's just this monument in AEW. It's it's um, like when Hangman was world champion, it, it didn't feel like he was the equivalent of Roman Reigns. Um, same with anybody. And MJF, it certainly doesn't feel that way. I know you loved that, his rebar mitzvah with the four pillars segment, but you know, it just looked to me like this was the TV title or the, you know, the cruiserweight division and all the big guys were later in the show. So he should be on every week saying something, doing a promo, doing a segment, just to just to really cast his shadow over AEW as the world champion. I feel like he did that more when he had the when he had the pinnacle. Right. I mean this this it's the this the the the, the belt collector Kenny Omega was their best champion. And he was all over or impact 
He made he made Impact relevant again. He was on TV. He was having great matches. He was on TV every week. He was the the him and Jericho was on TV every week, right? Mm-hmm. And um, really helped out good matches. You know, uh, it was stories. I guess you know what I'm saying for AEW standards, right? Right. Um, but he was the since he lost the belt. Um, is it, it, you're right. It, it hasn't felt like that person was the main person because when Kenny Omega had the belt, you felt that he could go a match with Roman Reigns would be a big match, right? You're you're right. Kenny Omega too. Jericho and Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Those two. Um, as far as Punk, Punk didn't have the belt that long. He had no. it for here, and then isn't he it like a combined four days or something like right. that? It's something ridiculous like that. Right. So he'll have it, and then. He has to give it up because he get hurt. So, and then after Punk, you know, we have, um, you know, certain like we got Moxley again. But does Moxley feel like the man of the company? Does he feel like that's undefeatable champion? Um, no, he's a server champion. But is he like a megastar? No, he's not. You know, I, I, mean, I agree. And when I think of Moxley, I think of. His two biggest moments for me, the reason him beating Jericho was so great was the whole buildup of when Jericho thought he was going to join the, um, what was Jericho's group called? The Inner Circle. The Inner Circle. I remember Moxley, Chris, I'm, I'm not joining. I'm kidding. It's, it's a stupid, stupid group, you know? And that was exciting. And then the other thing, forming the Blackpool Combat Club, but everything in between. He doesn't do anything wrong. It's 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 just kind of like what you said. His his him being in AEW in the beginning was kind of the biggest it's been for him, hasn't it? You know. Oh, Moxley. Yeah. Yeah, he's the biggest he's ever been. Um, yeah, because even when he was Dean Ambrose and had the title, the SmackDown title, yeah, his when AJ came and took it from him, that was like the best thing for it. The, the company for AJ to come and win the title and then he was a secondary um point when um AJ took on James Ellsworth <laughs> and um so uh then he came back bigger faster stronger what, what right? was his finishing move James Ellsworth um my man David said it oh he hit him he hit him with no chin music <laughs> <laughs> And Moxley, he's been AEW world champion three times. Right. And, like, has there been, like, does he change ratings? No, he doesn't. Um, he, I don't know, man. Is he the, He's the MVP of AEW, I would say that, but you could be the MVP of a bad team, you know? So, you know what I'm saying? So, it... What, no, what I, I, know, I know what you mean. He's He can be, like, the he can be kind of like the Kareem in his last few years, right? No, you can't say that because Kareem wasn't. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that to you, the biggest Lakers fan. I knew you were gonna... great. You can't say that. You could say he's the like he could be like um, uh, who else would be a good? He could be like um, Mitch Richmond on the Kings. You know. Well, I guess what I was going for was like you like late AEW is the Lakers and. He may not be like the guy right now, the way Magic was in the last, in Kareem's last two or three years, but he's the guy that everybody wants on the floor in the team, like kind of the, the steady rock sort of thing. Right. 
No, I get what you're he, as far as the, he's the MVP of AEW, right? But AEW right now, they have potential stars. It's just that they, like Ricky Starks was a star. And all he needed to do was spear MJF and win the, and win that dynamite diamond ring, and he would have been solidified. Mm-hmm. That's all he needed to do was was went was went roll him up something anything. Um, have what's his name? He was in a uh uh a, 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 a few with him. Who was it? Who was going against at the time? Um, Brian Danielson. Only had Brian Danielson come and trip him or cause him to lose. Mm. To take the belt away from him, take the ring from him when he's about to use it against Ricky Starks, so he can stop him. That dastardly um, MJF, he stops him and he loses. He get rolled up by Ricky Starks or speared, and the crowd goes crazy and he wins. That's all they had to do. Bad booking, and he and you would have had this guy Ricky Starks as the next guy up, you know. But no, Ricky Starks is in the. Uh, Look at where he at now. He's nowhere near the top. He's nowhere near as hot as he was the last two months. Nowhere near. Look at Wardlow. Wardlow is hot. <laughs> where, where was he at? He was hot. And we should have been in the world title picture. And, but no, what happened to him? He's nowhere near the world title picture. You know? Now you have a great point because on a smaller scale, and, I'm, and I just emphasize on a smaller scale, AEW has a few Sami Zayn's, right? A few people that the fans got behind, but it maybe wasn't in their plans, and so they had to kind of take the legs out from under them. But so quickly, quickly, down. months, nine, ten months of that before they got got, got oh, rid of. Oh, it's over. Yeah, it's over but, for sure. But he had nine months. Nine months. I will say this with Ricky Starks: I really like his non-passionate promos that he's been doing about uh, Juice Robinson, where he's just very calm and kind of talking. I think I think he's he's doing some great work here. But yeah, but doesn't he's lost he's lost a lot of luster and he lost a lot of support from the fans. I mean, he's not hot like they already saw him lose the title. Like that the Rocky the Rocky three thing doesn't work for him. He lost already. They don't care. Mm. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, where is he going? I mean, I see where they're going here with the probably in and double nothing. They're going with the um the maybe the fatal four way or I hope that's where they're going. One on one encounter. I hope they need to go the fatal four way with the four the four pillars of AEW, and that would be a great match. But I hope they go there. Um, but we'll see. You know. But um, where's Ricky Starks at? Yeah, where's he going? Like secondary feud. He's good enough. To, he's good enough to get the fans back, in my opinion. They, you heard about Miro? Miro's. They said they wanted Miro to lose um to um, um Hangman in the Battle Royal. Yeah. Right? Um, he's just, and they said no. He didn't want to lose. And then they said they had nothing for him ever since. Man, they've they've really put so much. Behind Hangman, to be honest, it's I mean, the elite. It's the it's look at it, big man. It's the elite people. What do you rate Hangman? I know you've been a fan of his from day one, but I like you... Hangman. He's up there. He's a top guy. He's a top guy. Do you I think I'm he should have been world champion. Yes, I think he should have been world champion. That whole storyline was the they had to be out to this day. Right to this day, that the cow, the elite, when he left the elite and turned on him, and he, and he lost his um mojo, he was in there drinking and stuff. And they came back, and that was the best storyline they had, man. 
I don't to be, agree, that's, but, that's yeah. the best AEW had. You know, it, they built them, but now they didn't do no more character development, and I don't know what cowboy shit means anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so they kind of messed him up too. To be honest with you, and him losing, you know, I mean, him Punk beating him is is was okay because they needed Punk to win the belt, but he didn't have no significant matches before that. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing with the um, Dark Order kind of never went anywhere. It was just kind right. of, you know. I don't. Well. They they have somebody to help with long term storytelling, and they need that. Um, and they need to stop focusing on just putting matches on just for the sake of putting on twenty minute matches without there being any storyline behind it because. Wrestling is good with storylines for development. If you don't have storylines and character development, then it's not wrestling. It's not it's just it's not a show. It's not a show. It's just a it's just a house show. And that's fine if you want to put a house show on TV, but it's not gonna get nowhere. Characters not gonna get over. People don't care. Promos get people get characters over, character help and character development and storylines where people talk. If they don't do it, they don't have angles, then it don't get people don't get over. That's just the way it is. But if house shows, they're fine. Have house show matches, 20-minute matches, and have great matches on TV, but it's, it's not going to equate to nothing. That's why the yeah, rating is low. They had a really big house show recently. but Yeah. I, I'm with you on that because, you know, it's funny. You know, the word psychology is the study of behavior. And, like, if you're talking about your character, if you're Miro or FTR, isn't your character going on Twitter complaining about not being on AEW? Not getting a title shot? That's perfect. I mean, what's the problem there? But they're that's telling the truth, though. But that's a fact. You know, it's like people saying, oh, they're complaining. Well, these are people who are really into their character. And if this was real life, Miro and FTR would be complaining about not getting, you know, the big matches. That makes total sense. So... You know, and and what you said about the long storylines, yeah. I mean, like when you look at these matches, like what's their behavior and what's their like you know, some people are playing a character like Wheeler Utah in this match, like this week. He came out and he's looking at the crowd and he goes, Ah <laughs> to that. He did one of those ah! yeah, I don't know what it sounded like. Do you think it was high or low? He went I just saw his mouth open, he just kinda of roared or something like that. I don't know. But um you know he's trying to channel, right? You remember Dave, Damian Priest when he comes out and they didn't, 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 didn't he do his he flex his muscles and go and they go boom when the entries come. That's what he was channeling, just uh. channeling, trying to be tough. But he's not no he's not no Damian Priest to say the least. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, your man Wheeler Utah. I had to get him in there somehow. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um. I don't even want to go on a Will Willow Utah rant this week, man, because I this is ridiculous, man. What's going on with AEW, man? So rampage, and I just when I saw a rampage was just all the fallen people that all the people AEW messed up on rampage. <laughs> it's just like all the people you see on rampages just got messed up. That that AEW just had them constantly lose, like, and they wrestling in each other and. It, it made no sense. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, uh, point, it's a good point. Like, like oh come, yeah, like come on, make, Oh, he's a big. It doesn't, Jake Hager. It, I'm sorry, 
Jake Hager doesn't mean anything anymore. I don't yeah, care if he's a fighter. Yeah, he's undefeated in MMA, but he's he's undefeated in MMA. But damn, he doesn't. He loses every week in the AEW. He lost the MMA fight to Moxley. I know that was a disgrace. So that was hell, a disgrace. How the hell do you do? You lost to a guy who played an MMA fighter in a movie, who to a real MMA fighter. Like, how do you do that? WWE never do. You see Brock Lesnar losing to John Moxley. You saw what John Brock Lesnar did to Moxley at WrestleMania. They destroyed him. Like that would never happen. Like, no. Like, what are you doing here? Like, come on. Like, Moxley beat him. He beat um um Brody King too. Like this man. Like, let's just run through AEW real quick. Like, sure. I just. All right, so. The leak comes out. They get beat. They get attacked, and they put took into the the ambulance. So Callis is telling Omega, "Don't worry about, don't worry about the elite. Don't worry, don't worry about the Bucks. They're gonna be all right." He said, "But he said, he said, Vikingo did it. Vikingo has people. Vikingo, Vikingo is for the beat. You know." He said, um, "Brandon's with them. Brandon yeah, Cutler's Brandon, with them. They're they cool. don't really worry about them." I, like okay, we started off hot with that, right? Um, um, and I'm gonna bring this up later on. But what what do you think of that? The way it started off with the the elite getting um getting sent to the hospital and and Don Callis, he has other alternative murders as we will see later on. Yeah, Don Callis was funny. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, from the beginning, I haven't liked Don Callis being with Kenny Omega, and especially when Kenny and the Bucks are supposed to be fan favorites. And then he just kind of walks out with them. I think I think Impact Wrestling needs him more than anything because if he's there and Santino Morell is there, that would be hilarious. I mean, that would be perfect. But um, you know the backstage segment, so someone was jumped. I mean, I I think AEW doesn't do those very well, to be honest. But but Don Callis was funny, so that was funny. And they also who else they beat up? They beat up um the Young Bucks and they beat up someone else, correct? Oh, I just remember the Young Bucks. Yeah, but Young Bucks, okay. So, um, the first match we have, which is a great, I would love to see these guys go for the trio tag team. Was match. it Page two? Was it? Yeah. Did they hit? Yeah. I'm not sure. I may. I'm. I. I bring that of Dynamite for a little while, so I'm not sure. Um, I, um. So I'm not sure. That's why I wanted. To, but first match: Orange Cassidy, Darby, Darby Allen, and Sting. They defeated Kip Sabian, the Blade, and the Butcher. My Sting is back. He beat him with the Scorpion Death Drop, and that's mm-hmm. the win. So, um, I'm glad Sting is, and they should go for the trios tag team match, the trios tag team titles. What's your thoughts? I loved when Sting kind of channeled Darby Allen the way he was beating his chest very softly, the way Darby does the kicks. That was hilarious. Kip Sabian worked really hard in that match. He did. He did everything he could. Um, but um, so you're so so. I thought it was a it was a joy to watch that match. It was a lot of fun. But do you for your your trios, you're fine with uh, Orange Cassidy being in that, or is there something yes. else? Yes, yes, no. I like Orange because Orange is work. Orange can Orange. He works with the person who doesn't care. You got the person who will do anything that does. You, you got a person that care. About mm-hmm. you got a, per- a person that doesn't care about his body, that doesn't care, and that's Darby. And you got Sting that's just, he's there and he follow a figure to them and, and tell them, you know, to care more and to be there just to 
be the stabilizer force and and he's the icon. His thing is like a ninety nine anyway. Nobody can touch him anyway. So you know, so um, Darby's a, a kamikaze. He doesn't care about his body. Orange Cassidy doesn't care any about the way he's nonchalant. Hey, whatever, whatever. You know, I like that team. You know, if they give him, they gotta have character development for the team. If they have character like backstage segments, like they did with the Bloodline, or with Orange Cassidy taking them out, like they going places and Darby trying to take Orange Cassidy in his car wreck, you know, in his car, <laughs> making. Oh, that's films hilarious! Film. That's hilarious! You know, and car, Orange like, oh, whatever. Let's jump off the thing. Let's go skateboard. They go skateboarding together. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Here, try it. He got his book. He got his Jansport book bag. The title. I love that team. That team can work, man. It, but hey, this is AEW. It's not going to go nowhere. I'm sorry. If if Danhausen wasn't injured, that would have been interesting too. Well, Sting and Danhausen. Oh my God, that man. Two mass superstars. Yeah. And Darby has the pain too. So. Yeah, definitely. It, it works. Yeah. Um. So um, the next one to go be the top. The next one, the match match would be the Guns, the AEW Tag Team Champions. The Guns they defeated top. Mm-hmm. From the Kingdom, Matt Taven, mm-hmm. and um. Mike Bennett and Maria Canales was also there as well. She yeah. go by Maria Canales or Maria Bennett? Maria Canales Bennett. Okay. So what's your thoughts on that? It was it was um I'm liking the the guns more and more each week. You know, they, they really I think you're right, they are a WWF tag team, especially like a nineties WWF tag team. And uh, but I guess what really stole the show is what happened next, right? FTR came out. Yeah, so FTR comes out and um, they want a, t- a tag team title shot, and the guns spit in their face, like you know legit saying? spit. Like, like there was a lot of spit. Dax, like, like he almost got cut open again. That's how much they spit in his face. Why <laughs> like would they hard. do that? They've said they don't like them. Um, now. Austin is the older one, right? The shorter, older one. He had said in an interview, not on AEW, that FTR at first was great. You know, ask them anything, but the moment you're asking other people and not them, then everything changes and they stop talking to you. A thing that kind of hurts FTR, I think, a little bit is I like both of them, but Cash always starts out on the microphone. It should really just be Dax in the beginning. Because he has a bit more, whether it's the tone of his voice or just the intensity, I think it should be straight Dax talking first on the mic. Because when when it's cash first, it just kind of brings it down a little bit. That's, uh, yeah. I'm being mean. Yeah. Right, right. No. <laughs> um, they look, they're looking weak these days, aren't they? They are, but they're going to, I don't, well, if they lose to the guns, then the last going to be said then. They, should they win said the they've made a decision about where they're going. So we'll they've see. Already... We'll see what what that means. But I don't know where they should, where they will end up going because WWE the best place for them to go right now because their tag division is is a little suspect right now. Um, so I don't know, you know, where they will go. 
Um, if they go to Ring of Honor, that's kind of like. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably more like. I mean, I will is, say it, that that a that Ring of Honor pay per view coming up looks looks really good. The Supercard of Honor. Well, it normally is right. It's normally it has a history of having a good card, right? Oh, that Reach for the Stars ladder. Oh my goodness, that's going to be good. Who's in it? Oh, let me just Google it while we're talking. And Samoa Joe, you know who could have been a great AEW champion as a Monster Hill, and it would have been Samoa Joe. He could have had it for six months, six to seven months. And oh yeah, no monster. And um, and he have great so matches. Guy, your guy Wheeler Yuta is still the Ring of Honor TV champion, right? So no, no, that's Mo- Joe Samoa Joe is the TV champion, but um, I think he's the pure champion. Champion, right? Uh so the um here's who's in it the lucha brothers the kingdom okay. aussie open top flight and rush and Realistico. okay i don't care about none of them they always i've seen them on tv and they always lose you don't care about none of them they always lose on tv all of them all well, of them lose one? on tv Every well now one of them is gonna win top fight the lucha brothers always get beat uh aussie open first time i've seen them they get beat Oh, um, here's, here's okay. They get yeah. beat. Everybody on there get beat. So why should I care? This, this is a rampage match. Okay, but here's here's something. Your Wheeler Utah is defending his pure title. Do you know who he's going to beat on this super car? Who, who he's going to beat? Shibata. Oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> Katsuyori Shibata returning to damn lose me, damn the Utah. Yes, ma'am. They better oh. not do that. They better not. They are. Tony Khan, you better not lose. You better not ask about to lose to that Willa, Utah. You better not do it, brother. Oh. You better it's not good. do it. I can't wait. I can't wait to see you, your face when that I'm happens. not ordering that damn pay-per-view anyway. So, so I don't care. against Mark Briscoe for the TV title. And uh, yeah, so Mojo going to lose. Vikingo versus Commander. Don't and, care. And... Uh, Claudio against Eddie. That's big. Yeah. But then again, Eddie Kingston always lose on AEW TV, so does Claudio. So that that's, that's true. But let me Why tell you, I, man. Why do once, I once Wheeler Yuta makes Shibata tap out, because, you know, Shibata can have his brain cracked open and be fine. But once Wheeler Yuta puts him in that seatbelt and pins his shoulders <laughs> to the mat, if they do that, AEW, you better not do that. You better, man. But they will because they did that to Monoro Zuki. Kazi, no, no, constantly get beat every week. You and know, Jericho, and Jericho made a comment about that. They said, "Do you want to fight him?" And he says, "Only in Japan. It doesn't mean anything here now because they've had him lose too much." But 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 why why do you think these guys are, you know? Agreeing to lose like this, are they getting paid mi- 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 money? I mean, I mean, I mean it's, that's their job, I guess. You know, they the come in and say, I'm a big, if I'm a big star from Japan and I come here and I'm like, hold on, you want me to lose? No, I'm gonna say no. When they book me, what's the what's the finish? Before you even book me, what's the finish? Mm-hmm. And then if you change the fit, if and I'm putting my contract, if you change the finish, that's a ex, that's a one million dollar um, penalty for changing the finish. Sounds fair to me. 
guarantee you they won't change that finish. I have that in writing. Well, you know, and you know, all the drama that happens when they change finishes isn't really worth it. I mean, you don't, you, there's other ways of, if you change your mind about something, figure that out afterwards. I mean, because a part of it, when people talk about Scott Steiner flipping out on Terry Taylor over being told he's suddenly going to lose to, I think it was Van Hammer, maybe, or somebody. No, it was Mike Awesome. And he was not happy. These are also, I mean, changing their lines before they go out on stage is not something you do, you know? If there's an emergency, I get it. But if you're just like, you know what, on second thought, I'm going to do this, I think that's a bad idea. Right. I hear you. Up next, Hook defeated Stokely Hathaway, who also who tried to put in a doctor's note before the that's match. So he was sick. sick. <laughs> and they gave him the doctor's note. And what it said on it? He's sick. <laughs> no, we not taking that. The match went on and this Hook, you know, Hook, and Hook was playing with his food for a little while and then finally took him out. You know, but Stokely was, it was some good, that was some good stuff. Did you like his gear? <laughs> yeah, it was some good stuff, man. I I enjoyed that. That was some good sports entertainment, right? Well, here. he has the heart of a lion and the mind of an owl. And, That's right. Uh, and I loved when they, the whole group is watching on the screen. And uh, I loved when Ethan Page says, wait, what, you're allowed to use weapons? We, we didn't prepare for this. <laughs> we didn't practice any of this. <laughs> You know, that was bad. That was good. Yeah, was some- I just uh, mentioned somebody else that you wish was pushed more. Ethan Page, one of your favorites. Oh, man, he's a WWE star. He just needs to leave away. He needs to get away from them as soon as possible and go on Raw and give him a microphone every week, and he'd be all right. He would get over. Big Bill, I mean, how often do you ever say somebody was better off in Impact? <laughs> Big Bill was all better off in Impact. If they had him on- lose, they yeah. These two people, Ethan Page, they have him lose all the all the time, right? They have Big Bill. He comes in. First time we see him, he gets power bomb five or six times and, and loses. First time we see him, he come out looking like a million bucks to lose. Why? And now we supposed to care? And then he well, loses he, to Art Cassidy. Why? Yeah, what do we punch. care? Well, and then he ran away from Hook. In, in one. So, so why what, do we care? Well, let's let's play devil's advocate, and I'll ask you. Let's say you're Tony Khan, right? And you have your company, and there's people you want to have big wins, and then you say, "Oh, this guy, Big Bill, is available," and he's WWE's not bringing him back. He's over at Impact, making not very much money. If I pay him, he might make some of these people look good and boost it up. Now, the issue there is. Do you say, oh, here's somebody who can help the people I already have get over? Or do you say, oh, my gosh, here's Big Bill. I can have him and I can do something more, you know? I have him. I can do something more. But let me ask you this question. Be be very honest, Big This person I'm going to bring up, right? Okay. Right now, as of right now, who for the last, since, since the Warlow situation, Who's done better? Because he turned this down. This could have been him. Who's better right now? Karrion Cross or Big Bill? Right now. Oh, Karrion Cross. So Karrion Cross did not. He that was supposed to have been his position. They wanted him to come in to Warlow and get powerbomb all the time and lose. And Warlow said no. And War, I'm not, and I'm sorry. And Karrion Cross said no. And he went back to WWE. And he he not the 
the best position possible right now. But I think after they're going to fit him into his plan by next year, WrestleMania, I think he's going to be in a in a bigger spot. Whereas Big Bill took the spot, came in and went to war and got powerbomb, and look what happened to him. So. Karrion Cross did a better job of not taking that spot. They both were free agents at the time. And um, and I think Killer Cross at the time, or Karrion Cross, should have did the best did the best move possible for his career by not taking on take going to AEW for that one off match or becoming all elite because he would have been in a worse position than he is now. No, I totally agree with you and. Mm-hmm. You know, because right now, I wouldn't say he's in a bad position. I'd say he's in no position, right? Like he's in neutral. I think that's better than being in a bad position, right? (laughs) At least on camera. Now, Big Bill might be saying, look, I'm making, I don't know, this isn't based on anything, but let's say he's making $200,000. He could be fine with that. Because before this, he was, you know, going to different independent shows. He had a health issue. That's true. But... We saw his potential again in Impact Wrestling. And if you're Tony Khan, if you saw that and you didn't think I could do more and you think, oh, this guy will help, you know, Orange Cassidy get over, wouldn't it be great to see Orange knock him out or Hook, you know, throw him around? That'll help Hook. That's not how AEW fans think. That's how WWE kid fans, like, I'm not, I like, I watch WWE too. But WWE is, you know, like a huge kid audience, right? That's how they might think. You know, like when we were kids. Oh, man, that guy just knocked out a seven-foot tall guy. AEW fans are like, oh, Big Bill's jobbing again. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true, man. (laughs) God, that is true. Oh, man. And then then the next thing you say is, oh, I'm supposed to like this guy now? Is that who they want me to like? I don't care about him. Like, because they, the internet fans, like the internet people, they're like, oh, we don't care about this person no more. Exactly. Slandered, getting slandered on the internet. But that, but even if you don't go on the internet, you, we, I mean, there's no internet. All the, when we saw basically like, um, like Iron Mike Sharp or Jimmy Powers, and we like these guys, right? But no, they you got, like Jimmy Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Powers, but we knew they was, you know, um, we knew they was Jabba to stuff so to speak, and it was just there. They wasn't going to go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's just the way it is. I think um, Iron Mike Sharp's best matches are, remember when it was like the six-man matches and it was his family? Like the Sharp brothers and all that? Uh Those were rare times, you know, because it was usually just him. But you knew, like, he lost matches because he was crazy, right? Like, he would, (laughs) and then he, like, then he just, he had no flexibility. He'd get knocked down and couldn't get up. Like, there were reasons he lost, right? Like, you could tell. Let me ask you a question. Was he, like, a top guy in any other territory? I'll Google him while we're talking, cause because because you know normally we got jobbers coming in like, but they'll be they would be like top guys in other territories. There's so many territories back then, like he's from the Tennessee or he's in Portland. Oh, you like know? Omar Atlas and uh, you know, or Billy Jack Haynes. You know, these guys. Oh, well, he wasn't a jobber, was he? Well, he's a jobber to stars. That's harsh, but. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what it was. He was a, a mid carter, he was a mid carter. Oh, yeah, job of the stars. He wasn't, 
no, no, he wasn't going to be Roddy Roddy Piper. Well, everything has just been explained to me. Do you know who trained him? Who? Iron Mike Sharp. Who? The Missing Link. <laughs> oh, you serious? Yeah, I thought he wow. was older than the Missing Link, or I didn't think he Word. was. Wow, that's crazy. So he was. Uh, oh, we got to get video. He was a fan favorite in Mid South Wrestling. He was. Uh, he held the Mississippi title and the Louisiana title. I told, I told you he was something. title, nineteen seventy nine. A fan favorite. I got to see that. I knew he was a um because you know why they always talked Jesse of Body Ventura always he always bugged shop and get rid of my suit. I am my shop. He he's very dangerous. And and they didn't really do that about any other jobbers, but my my and Mike Sharp, he was always talked about as he's dangerous, you know. Yeah. So, so I I mean he I miss he must have had, you know. I miss when one? he was uh, first managed by Captain Lou Albano in WWF and and beat a lot of, according to Wikipedia, jobbers, smashing them with his forearm, and he fought Bob Backlund in the Spectrum. He lost, and that was the end. See, I knew he was something before that. See, that was way before my time. What about Jackie? What should what you think of Jackie Farhood? Oh, he's like, gosh, he's like. Um, you know, you watched him before? I have uh, only on video because he was before my time. Um, but he was Jackie Fargo. You know, Far Jackie Fargo. Yeah, before right? before Jerry the King Lawler. It was Jackie Fargo and the fabulous Fargos. And then when Jackie retired and he became a manager, he, he put together the fabulous the fabulous ones. Right. And, uh, yeah, he was – I mean, he died only a few years ago, not that long ago. And he was um, – he was a big – I mean, he was as – he was as big as Jerry the King Lawler before Jerry that Lawler. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah, because Jim Cornette talked about Jackie Fargo. He's like, no, Jackie Fargo. I'm like, well, the Fargo strut, you know? Yeah. So he was like um, Ric Flair, but more but more like even extra, extra Ric Flair. Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. So Jeff Jarrett does the strut too, but he didn't he, – he did the strut for Jackie Fargo. Fargo. I think that's what he was doing. Yeah, he does the Fargo strut. He does it a little more deliberately. Fargo had a bit more of a bounce in his strut, uh -huh. the way Jay Lethal would do it. Uh -huh. You know, Jay uh -huh. Lethal does a good Fargo strut. Yeah, but Flair didn't take. But Flair is not the is not the Jackie Fargo strut, right? He is still that from Jackie Fargo, right? No, Flair's is kind of um, the Buddy Rogers kind of strut. There's so many damn struts that don't make no sense, right? <laughs> they somebody stuck it for but today fans, people see people strutting, they say that's Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it is though, right? The one right. who's more people see. It's it's something, but yeah, Je thanks for mentioning Jackie Fargo. Jackie Fargo. I know you're excited for next week because Adam Cole came out and he gave a story time with Adam Cole, baby. And I'm not excited and now. And guess what? He's for his match next week. Guess who he's gonna take on? Your boy Daniel Garcia. Uh -oh. oh my gosh! You're right though. I never noticed, but you always said to me, "No, Daniel Garcia's big." He you're is. Right. He's tall. I didn't he's realize. Tall. He's bigger than Adam Cole. 
You know? Shouldn't doesn't he look like Moxley? Who <laughs> of Garcia? Yeah, they should have done uh, something like that. You know, he looks just like a young Moxley. I'm going to say something to you. Daniel Garcia with the right gimmick. And only WWE can do this. In WWE with the right gimmick, he could be a star. If the right gimmick. Who? Oh. Brandon Thurston and The Blade. Oh, okay. But if he was with WWE, only WWE can do it. He goes and get a, he gets a gimmick. He could be a star. He's big enough. He can do it. That's what I say. Um, John Moxley defeats Stu Grayson. He, Stu Grayson come back. He done lost twice. He lost last week, and the and the he got beat by John Moxley in the six man match. And this week he gets beat by John Moxley again. You bring him back to start. On his, he's looking at the lights. Come on. What's but, what is no, this? His, here's what I'll say. His two losses. His performances have been more star making than all of his victories before in AW. Come on, big man, you give him an excuse. Now nah, it's not going to work because he's not. He does. It doesn't. It doesn't work because he he done lost now. Who cares now? Why do I care about Stu Grayson now? You know, he was in. He he went to Impact after he was released. He was just one of the design in that group design. Um. Like he wasn't doing anything in Impact. He's definitely better off here, um, but he's got to show some amazing stuff. And what did you think of that match? So Moxley is trying to is being a bad guy now. Do you think that's part of why he made the match look like it was breaking down? Like when he shoved him away and he was just kind of, it looked like he wasn't cooperating in the ring. Was do you think that was part of his psychology of being a bad guy? Maybe, or it could have been. You know, he didn't Moxley. Didn't, Got so much report. If he don't like something, the way he do what he want, he caught Blanche. Yeah, because there was a point where it looked like the match was just falling apart, like miscommunications, and Moxley just shoved him away, walked out to the outside of the ring, waved off the fans. It's uh, it's something, but yeah, Grayson showing. I had no idea they were mentioning he's like a second degree black belt and everything. And, I really think Daniel Garcia, when they put him in those leather pants, it would have been better to explain him losing that he couldn't really move in them. (laughs) That would have been funny. Up next was a Brooklyn Mall special, Tony Storm versus Sky Blue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tony Storm defeated Sky Blue. And what do they call the outcast? The outcast comes out, the the female NWO or the the WWE girls. They're trying to spray paint people green stuff. I guess they the NWO with DX, little DX with the green um, um, spray paint. So, or the uh, LWO. Oh, the LWO. <laughs> and then the, finally, Kenny Omega um, took on Vikingo from AAA. Um, I will say this: um, I, I from this match, I watched this, I watched this match, but I really didn't really care about the match because I knew what the outcome was going to be already. And the reason why it's going to be is because a someone comes on for the first time, they lose. And I was hoping that this wasn't going to be the case. But, again, I was right. Now, Vikingo, I, he, he can do some amazing stuff. He was doing some amazing Kenny Omega did some amazing moves. This was a hell of a match. But... I cannot get into this match because you want to know why. I already knew what the outcome was at the beginning. Because, again, AEW got to stop this. 
You bring somebody new in, stop having that person new lose. You've been Especially doing that when all they're time. The, when they're the AAA world champion. Now, Vikingo is a, is a little small. I know he's smaller than Kenny Omega, and I, I understand that, right? But this guy was doing some amazing stuff. And people may say, I think you may have said that you think he may have gotten over by losing. I don't think he's gotten over losing. I say this guy's another guy who just, he ricochet. Ricochet with all these amazing moves and stuff like no, he's, that. He's, he does things Ricochet hasn't done. Well, I, I can say Ricochet too. Ricochet's a good wrestler too. And doing some amazing stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I say Ricochet on TV, he loses. And that was it. I don't care what he does anymore. I don't care what Ricochet does anymore, you know. They have trained me in WWE training that Ricochet is going to lose. Same thing for Vikingo. Vikingo, as good as he is, all the amazing stuff he was doing, I didn't care because I knew he was losing. I don't care now. I don't want to see him next week. I don't care. You want to know why? Because he lost already. He's not a big deal to me. If he can't win his first or his debut, his debut match, then that shows AEW doesn't care about him. And so, so with that said, um, um, what's your thoughts on this match, big man? I gotta say, I, I think you're the only person I've I've heard who was not impressed and wowed by that match. I mean, Vikingo, my goodness, he did things I haven't seen him do before in AAA. And yeah, I was disappointed that Kenny pinned him cleanly. I mean, I think some of the moves Vikingo did to him were probably more effective than a one-winged angel but that's pro wrestling and and i do think that vikingo like because of his size like he's so fluid he's kind of like ray mysterio when he does these incredible moves it's like an arm drag it's just it feels like he does it because he has to um the ending of the match with that kind of ruined it to have the blackpool combat club show up and then it was so delayed getting Hangman there, wasn't it? Like it was just. Well, it kind of like, took get, away from it a little bit for me. Well, I'm going to get to that. I just wanted to talk about the match itself. Well, <laughs> and at the end, um, uh, Omega was patting a Vikingo on the chest and, congrat- and thanking him. And by the way, Omega did a great job of just being the guy receiving all of this. Like, he looked totally believable, like, just kind of, like, stunned. And I love Don Callis on the outside, just in shock, you know? So I thought this was a great match. I, I, to me, it was the match of the week by far. Don't get me wrong. It was a great match. I, I just, you know, I was already, just like how we're going to watch um, Utah versus um, Shibata. We already know Shibata's going to lose. <laughs> yeah. No matter how great of a match that's going to be, we know at the end of the not, day, well, that's not going to be a great match. Well, let's say I'm just saying, <laughs> right? So I'm just saying, no matter how great the match is, right, ends up losing because they're going to try to give it 15, 20 minutes to make it great, to make try to make it great. And I knew Vic Vikingo, no matter what he did, what he went through, we put him to the table. No matter how many, this the reverse reverse Frankenstein, the the uh, the seven twenty, the, the amazing moves he was doing. I knew he wasn't going to win. And that's when when you know something is not gonna. I it, it took me out of the match. Sorry, I'm sorry, I man. Most people tuned in the match just to see the moves he was gonna do. I don't care about the moves. I don't care about. The, yeah, he's good. He's great. Got great moves. But if AEW really wanted to make this guy a star on, on TV, 
have a win. You know, have Blackpool Combat Club hit hit Kenny Omega and have Vikingo hit him with the seven twenty and win. Oh, I thought it should. I mean, it, I I was hoping that the Blackpool Combat Club would interfere, cause a disqualification, and Vikingo and Omega would fight them off, and that would just be the end. Right? Of that. Maybe do that. Well, you have them get clean. He doesn't. For whatever reason, AEW does not do those kinds of endings. I but don't know why. They hurt your, your, the other guys. And then people go, in a year or two, big man, they're not going to have nobody. They're not going to have no up-and-comers. They're not going to. Everyone else is going to be the Jerichos. The, 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 and the people that they're putting over is not going to work. The Utahs is not going to work. Carry the company. Can't carry the company. These guys can't. It's not going to carry the company that they, that they, that the ones that they are putting over the Garcias. They can't carry the company, man. They can't. I, I think uh, which true because I was watching uh, Impact Wrestling, and first of all, it's very slow. It's too slow. It shouldn't be that slow. But secondly, they got kind of stuck because remember how Impact? It was, yeah, you had Jeff Jarrett and you had a few of the older guys, but you had the X Division. But then fast forward, and they're kind of stuck with these quote-unquote legends of the X Division. Instead of keeping new people coming in, it's like, oh, it's Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, legends, Hall of Famers, you know, and it's, it's here's, uh, you know, and Rhino's back, and, uh, you know, here's uh, this guy who was a former Impact champion and has, you know, the fans owe him so much for being with this company from the beginning. It's just, it depends on people who can't really carry it, like you said. You know, can't carry it, and it, the, and any of them go final situation where they can't, they can't, they have Omega now, and 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 um, I'm gonna be honest with you, um, Omega is going to be the MVP, and they put him in the main, they're gonna put him in the main event again next week against Jeff Cobb, and he's gonna beat Jeff Cobb because, um, that's just, and I think Jeff Cobb is awesome to be honest with you, but he's gonna lose, so and I think he already. AEW television, I think he lost already, right? Because he think he fought, I think he lost to Cody, right? Um, before a couple years ago. So match on and then he was in one of those um tag team matches. Um and I think his team lost as well. Um so I think he lost the FTR or something like that. But um I, it, Omega being in a main event every week is not good for MF because you don't need Omega to be doing. Omega's the biggest star anyway. That's number one. He's the better wrestler too. If if you're gonna have Omega on every week doing five star matches, right? Then you might as well just give him the belt and have him on yeah, TV feels every like week. Champion. Yes, he's the world champion. Right. So if you're gonna do that, give him the belt because if MJF is gonna be, you know, acting like he's a, uh, he's he can't he's not gonna he, he must pay to see him. No. Got Kenny Omega right here is the biggest star. Who's the biggest star in the world of wrestling? Big Kenny Omega is a bigger star than MJF in the world of professional wrestling, in yeah. the bubble of the world of professional wrestling. And guess what? And now he's a bigger star. He's a better performer and wrestler than he is, right? So if you're gonna do that, then give him the belt. I think I like more Omega, more MJF matches sometimes than Omega matches. Oh yeah, I think Omega sometimes. matches are better. But I think Omega's the biggest star. And if you're going to yeah, do oh that, yeah, he is. and he has a presence of a star, 
And you don't think they're I don't like the fact that he's not there every week. No, I agree. And his his stuff and his and his stick is getting a little bit out of I'm about to leave and I'm doing this and it's getting Omega don't say none of that. Omega just say I'm the best wrestler in the world and that's that. I'm gonna show it, you know. So and if any MJF ever take on Kenny Omega, ever take on MK, um, I don't think he sh- that might be a good ma- it might be a good match. But I don't think Kenny Omega should put him over. I think Kenny Omega should will go over. Really? Yeah, because I think Kenny Omega is the biggest star in W in AEW. To be honest with you, he's the biggest star there. The best how wrestler. Old is, they how old is MJF, by the way? Twenty-four. No. How, how old? He, is he? he was twenty-four when he came. He's twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Okay, but Kenny Omega is better than him right now. No, the reason I bring that up is it's kind of what you're saying. That whole "I am the youngest, I am the future." Not anymore. Now you're twenty-seven, right? Like you can only do that so long. Um, but but I'm I'm with you. It's whether do you? I don't know why MJF doesn't feel like the world champion. If it's just because he's not on enough. Or if they have the show too segmented, you know how WWF from the beginning, you know, we know who the world champion is. If you just never watched it before, if you turn it on, you kind of get that impression. Um, but I, I'm with you. Kenny Omega, definitely a bigger star. But um, do you think he's a bigger draw? Like in New York? <sighs> who was draws in wrestling now? I don't, I don't because... I don't. I don't know what's a draw anymore. Like, what's a draw? I mean, how do you say somebody draws? I'd I say mean, Ric Flair. Ric Flair's last match three. He, well, know, that was a draw. Well, John Cena is a draw, right? Roman is a draw, right? Um, is is MJF a draw? I don't know. CM Punk is a draw. Mm-hmm. He's a draw, but is anybody else a draw? I don't think so. I mean, Would you say? A year ago, would you say Brian Danielson was a year ago? I don't know. I would say I would say CM Punk is the draw. Yeah, because they came around the same time. I would say CM Punk is the draw. Yeah, I think he's their biggest draw. I think he's the biggest draw they have. Um, to be, I think people come, they see CM Punk, and you could tell by he sold out the United Center. Mm-hmm. Not no small, um, you know. Um, you know, small arena. Anyway, it, it wasn't hanging. Right, hang so he showed out. He showed out the United Center, and got a one million. Re, re, think about this: to where we are now, Rampage average like three hundred thousand. CM Punk got a million views, a million on Rampage. Right, on Rampage at ten o'clock at night. Think about that for a minute. That would never be duplicated ever again. Unless he comes back. No, he, he wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Maybe. Maybe. That was him coming back for the first time in all those years, right? I, I, I guarantee you could do seven. I think it could do 800,000. Oh, I'd like that. I would like that. It can, because that's what um, Dynamite get 880,000 to about a million. Of, I think it can rival that week or close to it, 770,000 if CM mm-hmm. Punk was to come back. CM Punk will be back next week. If, and then, if they if he can't get no one on that show, wait for CM Punk to come back. And, and but but even, even if he gets 
200,000 more, like 500 or 600,000 draw because they're doing like 300 now with everybody else, with everybody else that's on there every week. On so nobody's a draw. Nobody's a draw in AEW. But anyway, we go. I digress. I think um, it, here come the Black Combat Club. They come out. They jump in Omega. And um, and I was talking, watching this this with my daughter, and I was and I told you this earlier, and I was getting hyper because I was like, oh, if Hangman, if Hangman music hit, I'm gonna go crazy. And I was waiting to hear that dun 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 dun, and I was about to pop out my chair, right? And they go to the back, and you and you see the ambulance, and hey, who the hell is this? And um, while and it distracted Blackpool Combat Club too, because they stopped beating up hangman mm-hmm. and it, it looked awkward because they was like hurry up and get to it like it was very awkward yeah. and then hangman jumps out and people are oh, messing up the pop right and then the black people i'm beating them up some more they waiting 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 it took another 30 seconds to a minute for hangman um hit and he didn't get no pop, as a pop a pop as he was going to get they hadn't shown him on tv so exactly. they messed up his pop they messed up that angle. They could, yeah, you. They overbooked that. They, sh- if they would have just, you know, all right. If you want to show the ambulance, fine, show the ambulance. But then cut back to the ring and then have his music hit, so everybody can go crazy and hear him. And and, and the fans would have been went er- erupted, you know. And the Brooklyn Mauler would erupted too. <laughs> but but no. <laughs> um. But he comes down. He takes the Blackpool Combat Club out. And they leave right. And um, he has something in it, was a pipe or something. But Don Callis um, grabs it from him, and and then what he does is he took a bump, flat back bump, and then Omega looks at him like, I think he pointed to Omega, right? He pointed to him, right? And, uh, did he point? Did uh, Callis point to him? Um, and then Hangman and, yeah. and and um, Callis pointed to Hangman, and Omega looked at Hangman with the with the with the Ivoire. Like, why did you do that to Don Callis? And Callis is, what is Callis doing here? Callis is trying to stop any type of, he don't want um, Hangman back in the good graces of Kenny Omega anymore. So what's going on here with this storyline, big man? Yeah, and I thought after such a great match that this was, this was just kind of, <laughs> you know, after seeing like some of the most incredible wrestling moves, to see something so childish um, was just such a step back. I mean, because these are AEW fans. It's like, what, are you not going to watch the tape when you get home or something? Like, you're not going to see that he didn't really hit Callus. It's They don't watch it. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. It's, it's not worth it. I mean, maybe on paper it's, it came across better when they were thinking about it. But in practice, it didn't work for me. Did it work for you? Did it work for you? Well, big man, I think the idea was great. It was a great idea. I think it was executed poorly. That's what I would say. Why do you think it's a great idea that he just doesn't want them to be friends again and he's trying to come in between them? Because they're doing something called some storytelling here. And with the, with the Hangman, with Blackpool Combat Club, and Young Bucks, and I, they're doing it, and I'm all for it, because I love stories, 
And Hangman going back to being with in the good graces of Kenny Omega when they was a hell of a tag team champion together. And then they had the falling out. And then they had a hell of a matches with each other, too, for the belt. I think that long-term storytelling would be good for this. And I think it's going to be good. Um, and AEW needs that. So Callis throwing wrinkles in. He doesn't want Hangman and Kenny Omega back together. Why? That's the point. Why is he going through these, why he going through this, all this trouble of, 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 of trying to tell Omega, you know, that he don't need the Young Bucks. You know, they're going to be all right. Don't worry about them. Why is he telling, why he's taking flat fake bumps saying that, um, showing that Hangman hit him. He can tell Omega that, why he doesn't want, why he's trying to move Omega away from the Young Bucks and Hangman. Why? Mm-hmm. So, it's storytelling. It's week to week. It's cliffhangers. I'm all for it. I like this. I'd rather see that than 20-minute matches. You know, storytelling is the best part. It's all great for business. It's all story meaning up to a big match. If you don't have great stories, the matches mean nothing. I'm sorry. No, I hear that. I hear, I'm with you. Um, I just, you know, like I said, I think Don Callis would be better off in Impact Wrestling, helping them. Maybe just not. Him. Maybe Don Callis turn it on them and we'll go with the back cool combat. <laughs> I just from the moment when Omega wrestled, who did he wrestle when Callis first joined him, and it was for the world title. Um, I don't remember, but. Don Callis, remember, he came out to do commentary on that match, and I just thought the quality just dropped because you had it was Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and it's this world title match. It's AEW, it's still kind of new. Then they bring out Don Callis, and I'm like, and then he ends up getting interfering and like, oh, we've been friends, we've been plotting, we've been planning. And I was like, this is, he's not at their level, is what I felt. I like Don Callis. With Omega. I, think, uh, I just I don't like him with Omega. I like him. I think it makes a lot of sense. They're from Winnipeg, they're from Canada. It makes a lot of sense. I don't like what I don't like about um um AEW is managers need to be on on the A on the on ring side, not the commentary table. I hated that when they did with William Regal. Oh William, yeah, I hated that. I feel I hated it when they did with Cows. They originally started out with Cows. Go to be a ringside manager. Don't come on commentary. We don't need to hear you. Once in a while, fine, but no, you know. But um, we'll see where it goes. Just run through Rampage real quick. Ricky Starks and Robinson, they're going at it. Are you excited about Drew Rockhard, Drew Robinson, and Ricky Starks? Yeah, I am. I am. Okay. Believe it or Bro- not, Brody King. Defeated Jake Hager. Jake Hager still, star still um, continues to dwindle. Um, if it was ever there, and, but he um, has the hat. He has the hat. Two guys that you know really get beaten every weekend on Dynamite, having a match and you know whatever, like whatever, like Orange Cassidy say. 
Um, Taya Valkyrie defeated Layla Gray. Who cares again? Because mm-hmm. Layla Gray can lose all the all the time. She's a sacrificial limb of the baddies. Always losing. Always getting talked to down to by Jade. So, whatever. You know. Um, Mark, smart Mark got Jade about, um, went to Valhalla as well. Uh, that's Tyra Valkyrie's move, which that's Jade called Jaded. Even though they they went to um they said a sister the cease letter to stop using that move. <laughs> um, By the way, and again, this is something I don't like. I mean, Jade is so good, but whenever they bring in Smart Mark with these ridiculous legal things, it just ruins it for me. It's kind of like a Don Callis situation for me. Nah, I hear you. I like Smart Mark too. I think he's a WWE guy. I like like he would be like a GM, like a crooked GM. I like him I, in certain places, mm-hmm. you know. He works. It depends on what you put him in. You know what I mean? Like Stokely. Stokely's good. It depends on which, how you use him. Um, I don't think AEW know how to use certain ha, know how to use some of their talent right now. Um, they, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, he, they, I mean, it works. He's the book of the year, so I guess it's working for them. Right, right, right. Um, their claim, um, who I feel that they're they was W and they sure as hell cooled them off. Thanks a lot for having them lose to the guns. Um, they defeated the kingdom again. I care about the kingdom. They lose again. They lose on rampage. Why do I care about that match, big man? Again, that you told me earlier. All the people lose the kingdom on TV. They lose. Why? I don't care. I don't care about them. Top flight, none of them. They don't. They never give me a reason to care. Top flight loses all the time. Dante Martin loses a lot. By why do I care? You know. So, what's your thoughts on these matches from from Rampage? I loved when Maria got on the apron and wanted to do the scissoring, and she just did that to distract. I thought that was great. Um, Matt Taven had a great. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett have had great singles matches in AEW. They lost. But they both have done so well. I'm 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 kind of with you there. I don't. Um, I just feel like, I don't, you know, they have they have a few title belts in AW, but I feel like they kind of don't, because you have the world title and then the TV title is just kind of something, and then this international title is is a prop for Orange Cassidy's book bag. You know, mm-hmm. so they don't really have anything for some of these other people who are really good. And I just feel bad for the uh, I like the kingdom. I thought it was a, that match was better than I thought it was going to be. And to be honest, they kind of out wrestled the uh, acclaimed, which they should. They've been at it longer. You know, but they lost. So it don't matter. <clears throat> the scissor doesn't get a pop anymore. That, that the big pop egg is used to. You don't to. think so? Do you think so? You think it's still getting the big pop? I think <clears throat> when they go to a new place, it does. But you're right. It's not the same. Yeah. They put them on rampage. Remember, rampage. The crowd is that's the third hour. People getting tired during that time, you know. So I don't know. Plus, they so it's I don't know. How do you save rampage, big man? How do how do you save rampage? How do you make rampage a better show? Well, it was really good when it started, and I just think um, you know it's you can have more feature some more of the. Uh, I don't know. I just think have, you know, what they what they could do is like 
think of the best dynamite you can do, but make it three hours and just take part of that things that make up one hour and put that on Rampage. Okay, we'll see. Let's move on to WWE. Um, Kevin, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn challenges the Usos to WrestleMania match. The Usos accept. We, well, we knew that where it was coming to. Um, the fans exploded for this, um, but you know, we knew this where it was coming because we read the dirt sheets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, first of all, how did you like? Did you how did you like how it was executed? And do you think this will should main event night one? Um, it was fine. I think it should main event night one, especially after SmackDown with the WrestleZania. I think it making it WrestleZania night one would it should main event. All right, Austin you, Theory. Yeah, definitely. Um, Austin Theory uh, versus um, defeated Montez Ford, and Omos defeated Ali. He he destroyed Ali um, with one move. Uh, his his finishing move. Uh, your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, Austin Theory being Montez. I mean, if I wasn't that happy about him having a clean win against Montez's partner the week before, I was kind of was surprised that it was such a clean win this time. Um, I don't think Theory has to be on some winning streak going into his match against Cena because the whole the the whole thing Cena said was it doesn't matter because nobody cares. So you could have Theory walk out and lose by countout because he's upset that nobody cares. You could do all kinds of things. Um, as far as Ali, this is he's he's finding any attention he gets is from backstage things and stuff he posts on social media. So, you know, his he when he had that group, what were they called with T Bar and all that? Um, retribution. Good memory. He kind of, I felt he didn't really play it right. And it it just was a disaster anyway, whether he tried, whether even if he did what, something different. And it's it's just never been the same for him. And I don't think it's probably going to get back to that. So if he can do things outside of wrestling, then, I mean, as far as being in WWE, but the backstage things that are getting attention, that's probably his bread and butter. All right, Logan Paul impulsive. Um, he he showed how um, he, that he knocked out Seth Rollins, and he said, "Went with Seth Rollins had a clap face over him, and he had some doom boom." <laughs> that was again. brilliant. Loved it. <laughs> he kept getting not showing a replay of him getting knocked out over and over with a clown face on with anime with sounds. Boom boom. <laughs> um, uh, you must love that. I can tell. Oh, I, I, I pop for that, man. I can't believe that was some good stuff. Um, eventually, Logan, um, Seth Rollins comes out, and um, they try to brawl, and he try to do, he try to go on top of the ropes, uh, and um, no, he laid him on the, on the, no, no, I'm sorry. The um, referees came out to stop him from fighting, and then Seth Rollins run after um, Logan Paul, and Logan Paul knocked him out again and laid him out. <laughs> that was great. Uh, that's two times. Logan Paul knocked him out two times. Uh, Logan Paul has to win this match. I'm sorry. I agree. There's no reason for Seth Rollins to win. What's he going to do? He has do? to win. Unless he, he becomes to. Cody's. If he becomes Cody's challenger, but beating Logan Paul makes him kind of a fan favorite, doesn't it? Right. So, we'll see. Uh, Dominic defeated um, your boy, Johnny Gargano. 
Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, Rhea Ripley defeated Bailey with interference. Um, Trish, Lita, and and Becky Lynch. Uh, your thoughts on this? Um, and Johnny and um, Rhea and Bailey. Oh, I thought it was fine. I, you know, it, nothing unexpected. Were you surprised at all? Um, yeah, I'm surprised that that they had Bailey to Rhea, but. But I see where they're going. Rhea hasn't lost in a long time. So, but Bailey's in a big match. I think Bailey's in a bigger match than Rhea Ripley is. Oh, I think so too, because of Trish so, Lita, for sure, right. for sure. You have Rhea lose. I mean, Rhea win or have Bailey lose, so to speak. Um, this was could have been set up with Charlotte could have came on Raw and interfered with Rhea and had to disqualify something like that, or you know, attacked her. But. Again, again, um, the roles are reverse, reverse here, as Rhea is a, as a, is it Rhea a baby face or a heel? Because I know for a fact, when they go to WrestleMania, they gonna cheer for Rhea. Yeah, especially after Charlotte's promo on SmackDown, the reaction bit. Yeah, so. we gonna get. Uh, Ricochet defeated your boy Chad Gable, and yeah. Oscar, Oscar Bianca Belair defeated your girl Carmella and and Chelsea Green. Yeah, I, I knew when I saw that matchup, and I've I've been really trying to advocate for for uh, Carmella, of course, and and Chelsea Green's been doing great, but they just can't. I mean, again, we said it about a million times last week. Carmella comes back; she has some buzz. She did amazing in the elimination chamber, and she hasn't won anything. You know, they did that tell before. Remember, she first came back and she was doing the dancing thing, and she had oh yeah. As she had Reggie. Where's Reggie? Matter of fact, um, and what was Reggie to her? Her, her, what? Only uh, A. Yeah, and um, and and that was a good stuff. And she came back, and she and she went at Sasha, and they didn't have her meet, lose immediately. They channeled their inner AEW and had her lose immediately to Sasha. Um, that and she, and then they bring her back again. She comes back again with some buzz, and they maybe have her start losing again. Like she can't catch a break. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they doing this to your girl? I don't they, know. What we have to find out. Why they doing it? Uh, because like, and my girl Dewdrop is losing too. Yeah, and they brought her back with her real name. Yeah, she should have kept Dewdrop. And these are two people fans wanted to see come back, you know? Right. Dewdrop, I seen Dewdrop come out. I was like, wow, what's going on, Dewdrop? Man, I like the name Dewdrop, man, but in that leather jacket of hers, goodness gracious, Dewdrop, girl, you don't know you could do it like that. That's my in- Andrade. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, man, it was... Uh, let's go to Cody Rose and Roman Reigns. Face-to-face, your thoughts? I thought this was a lot better. Um, I Look, we all know, we pretty, we're pretty clear about what is probably going to happen at WrestleMania. Um, I just, I thought it was okay. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have much to say about it, except I thought it was better than the week before. So what did you thought about the solo stuff? You know what he what he said to solo? Yeah. 
about you not ready. That yeah. kind of came out of left field. I think Solo is ready. I think Solo can do anything. Um, you know, but uh, look, it's it's um, this whole slowly burning down the the bloodline. It already happened in in spirit. It's already happened in spirit. So if that's kind of their motivate that if that's kind of their tagline or storyline for this feud look it's you, you don't have to trick me to believe that the bloodline has lost a lot of steam it's over in a lot of ways and i'm not so sure big that roman's gonna lose possibility they could do a wrestlemania 31 or wrestlemania 35 i mean 34 when or wrestlemania 20, 2000 which must mean 16, and the hill retains. So, meaning Brock Lesnar, or I mean Brock, uh, Roman didn't, Roman, 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 don't win it, you know. Um, they can't do WrestleMania 31 over because Seth Rollins didn't cash in, but the, but the thing is Roman didn't win. The babyface didn't win. And the person that everybody thought was going to win didn't win, you know. So, it's a possibility that Cody don't win the belt at WrestleMania. I think wow. it's more. I would be 70, shocked. I think it's seventy thirty. It's not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent. Yeah, but it's a possibility that he might not win. Now we might think it. We might win. We we thinking it is leaning towards that. But I'm thinking that it's not as it's not as concrete as you may think. And I and I've learned that over the past few weeks. One, they haven't gotten physical. One, they both Roman hasn't been. He's been. He's talking about Cody too, giving him. You know, talking about his past, saying you didn't want to do the Stardust thing, you left. He said, you didn't get over in AEW, you left. Mm -hmm. You you came back here, and and immediately you get over it, but you get hurt. So Mm -hmm. that's Roman telling him. He was telling him the truth. Yeah. So that's what he's saying during this promo, during this face. Um, So it's not concrete that he, and then Cody's saying, it's not about my father anymore. This is about me, and they use the whole. They see they switching up with the whole onus of it was about Dusty. Now they just switching it about Dusty. Not about Dusty anymore. It's not about the family legacy anymore. It's about him, right? So, which is good. It's a little intense, and you know. Well, but, he he says that, but then the announcers say, "Well, this he'll be the do something his father never could do, or something like right. that." Right. Right, but they haven't touched yet, and I don't think they will touch with a week week to go. Right, because it's next week, right? So yeah. I don't think they will touch. Um, but I'm thinking more than likely that um, that is 70, 65, 35, Cody wins, and it could wow. change. It's not concrete. And the reason why, you know, and the, the betting has started, correct, on WWE, right? With DraftKings, uh-huh. right? Oh, has it? I think so. I think, I think so. So I think the bet, I think more likely that's going to play a role into things as well. You know. Well, if if Cody wins, if Cody loses, I mean that would be the greatest advertisement for betting on WWE, wouldn't it? Right. Exactly. Because you never know. You know. And you're correct. You're correct. It's already begun. So, it's it's it's. I mean, Cody, Cody losing the belt, Cody. Losing at WrestleMania and then winning the belt later on the next month doesn't hurt them. It, they did the Rock the same way. The Rock lost the belt, didn't lost lost that WrestleMania, but won it at Backlash. So it didn't hurt them. 
You know what I'm saying? And be honest with you, backlash this year is in Puerto Rico. The next couple of pay per view uh, on um or like outside of the 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 fifty states of the United States. Oh yeah, I'm so looking so, forward to Puerto Rico. That's gonna so be Puerto exciting. Rico. Then um to um money in a bank is gonna be um in um Saudi Arabia? No, 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 no. It's gonna be in London. Right? And then Crown Jewel is in Saudi Arabia. Right? I think mm, that's the That's right. Right? And then SummerSlam. So him winning the belt at one of these other pay-per-view and make well in London or or in Puerto Rico would give the Puerto Rican fans a historic moment. So it's a win-win. Not a win you win is if you win it. So he wins, he wins it. He will win it. And they will, and they're gonna give him at least a six month title reign, so he wins no matter what, you know. But hey, wow. what, what do you what do you do? That's what I think. It's not it's not concrete. That match I'm gonna watch. That it's not like a Vakingo and Kenny Omega match when you know when you know it's not right. it's not that it has it's not that concrete. And WWE has it of having when you think something's gonna happen, a la Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, WrestleMania 34. In New Orleans, everybody thought Roman's gonna win, but Rock won. Um, and and WrestleMania 31, everybody thought Roman was gonna win there, and Seth Rollins ends up winning the title out of nowhere by cashing in. So we'll see, we'll see. It's gonna be interesting, you know. Not saying interesting though with with um with DraftKings, it's not in California. Okay. Or Texas, but I guess. uh, when you look at the states that have it, it's a lot of those Midwest college football states, right? And New York, New Jersey, right? So, I mean, we'll see. Um, let's go to SmackDown real quick. Cody Rhodes uh, had a good match with Luke Vic Kaiser, and um, after the match, um, Luke Vic Kaiser is really good. I like him a lot. Luke Vic Kaiser, <laughs> I like him a lot. And um, oh, the, the announcer Samantha Ricochet. What you say about Giovanni Vinci? Giovanni Vinci. <laughs> so but she no, said, accompanied to the ring by Giovanni Vinci. <laughs> Kaiser. Just, I don't like it. I don't and, like the kind of champion, Gunther. <laughs> yeah, that they took that away from from Marcel or. Marcel Martel, Ludwig Kaiser is a tragedy. Oh man, but that so, was a really good match. He is good he match. Has, he's been good. He's always been good, hasn't he? I mean, yeah. Cody has so um, Cody. Been I know. Having... I know your. I know your family member who is looking forward to betting is going to be like, man, if Cody has that much trouble with Ludwig Kaiser, forget it. That's my friend. I'm a friend. Oh, friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he good. Might. You don't. You don't have to take care of him. Once this, you don't have to. You don't have to take care of him once the betting is allowed. Ah oh, man, right. yeah, for real. All right, Charlotte Flair promo. Your thought? Oh, sorry about. That. Comes out with Heyman. So, um, Paul Heyman. Uh, he told he, again. Cody told him he's not ready, but then he challenges him to a match on Monday night at Raw. So it's gonna be Cody versus Solo Sokoa this Monday on Raw. The undefeated Solo Sokoa. Well, and we'll see. I, I guarantee. No, 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 no. Cody is not losing. Um, Solo is not losing. You don't think so? 
No, he's not. He is not losing. Watch what what AEW. Watch what happened. On this. Watch. Okay. Watch. Solo's oh, the next big run-ins disqualification. Watch, watch and learn. Watch and learn. Solo is the next big thing. Is a big part of their future. They're not allowing. Him. He's been protected so much, and they put him as a badass. He's not. He's not. He is not losing. He is, he is not. He, his character is stupid. So I think he could lose. Maybe no. I don't think he's losing. Let's see. Charlotte Flair promo. Wow. Okay, so was this supposed to be a face promo or a heel promo? <laughs> well, here's here's the thing, like the the days, and this is I, I hate that this is how I what I think is true. The days of a of a WWE woman wrestler standing in the ring with the microphone and captivating the audience for a segment. I think is over for now. I think that was big with Becky and Sasha and like that group. And that's over. And so Charlotte coming in, I was like, wait, Charlotte's going to just stand in the ring and talk. That's kind of strange because it's been a while since they've done stuff like that. So I actually did want to hear her talk more about her insecurities. I thought it could have been an interesting promo. But when she's like, are you wanting me right now? And they didn't stop. They kept it going. And it did feel like a heel promo at the end. What do you think? Yeah, I don't really care. I, I, Charlotte is not a face baby face. She's a heel, um, um, and she she doesn't she she doesn't come off as a a baby face anyway. So no, did you did you see? There's a video on YouTube, and it's only a few seconds, but it says um, referee reminding Charlotte that she's a baby face, and it was Charlotte when she won a match. And the referee's giving her her belt, and Charlotte just snatches it from her. And the referee just stares at her, and then Charlotte goes, oh, thank you. And then she holds the title up nicely, you know. Like you said, natural heel, right? Natural heel. And so, and that's fine. Just leave her in her natural habitat, you know. You know, that's what you have to do. It's almost like, do you know who they say thought he could be a baby-faced champion in WCW? Ravishing Rick Rude. I don't think so. And no, nobody thought so. Only he thought so. And of course, it's... he's a Remember natural. Remember the NWA title with the with um, who was the Japanese wrestler? Was it Masahiro uh... Chono? Right, and that was all like a, a, a bizarre kind of match. He thought he was going to be the American hero champion. Nobody thought that way. My HF for Chono. Yeah. That's what the time I saw the STF. Masa, my hero, Chono. Man, Masa, they were Chono. Um, he has some great matches, though. Um, him and Chono. I love Chono's tights before he joined the NWO. The blue and white yeah. that went up to his ankles. Those were cool. Was he the best Japanese wrestler at the time? Yes, he was. At the time, he was, yeah. So, yeah, man. Ch- Chono and Rick Rue had some great matches, man. I, I remember him you know, very well. Very well, those matches. It was almost a, yeah, it was almost a shock when the Muda beat him for the title because he had beaten Muda so many times, but then they wanted Muda to be the NWA champion. And that didn't last long because then Barry Windham gave him the implant DDT. And that was that. Yeah. All right, our new guy. Up next, LA Knight, our guy, defeated Rey Mysterio because Rey Mysterio went for the, um, uh, the 619. Dominic grabbed his hand, grabbed his feet, and... Um, 
He turns around, look at Dominic and LA Knight schoolboy them for the one, two, three, left them left the um left the ring and hit and the and the real stuff begins. <laughs> By the way, LA Knight two weeks in a row didn't talk. Right. So that the mm-hmm. stuff begins with Ray and Dominic. This is the stuff we were waiting for, right? And uh, uh, Ray leaving, and uh, Dominic still telling him, "Go ahead and leave. You don't want to wrestle me. Wrestle me. You're still a deadbeat." And Ray kept going, but then he, but, but the, but the, the um, business is picked up because the mother and Aaliyah is in the audience, and Dominic goes over to his mom and said, "Hey, mom, you married a deadbeat. Did you know? <laughs> Did you know you're a deadbeat." And then um, he got looking at him and Aaliyah, screaming at Aaliyah. Then he said, shut up, mom. Got in her face. And uh, here come Ray came back. And uh, what he did, he walked up to Dom. And then he hit him with a right hand, knocking him down. And the fans exploded. See, AEW, take, see, this is how you get a crowd to react. You know, you don't show an ambulance before it happens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why wasn't he arrested for driving the ambulance? By <laughs> That's exactly right. But um, Ray, Ray might have needed that ambulance. That's a fact. Ray punches Dominic. He goes down. Um, and the crowd exploded, and um, Ray picks up the microphone. He said, "You know what? I'm gonna accept. I'm gonna accept your challenge at WrestleMania. People's going crazy." And, and he did like that Dusty Rhodes on Baby Doll. He's like, "You." When Dusty Rhodes hit Baby Doll, he's like, "Tell it, Blanchard. You made me do this. You brought me." <laughs> And so and, and and so it's 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 set. Um, the match is and it, set. And and Angela was happy. She was, so... was happy, right? <laughs> happy. But um, so that when you told me that whoever told you that match wasn't gonna happen, I told you they was lying. Yeah. This is one of the storyline matches they got going on right now. The 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 video is gonna be amazing for this match. From from where he went to the family's house, the 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 Christmas, the, the Thanksgiving, the New Year's, the Valentine's Day, oh man, this is some great. This is great story. This one, big man. Well, let me just say this segment. First of all, I was wondering because I had seen that Dominic said in an interview that he's going to have to ask his mom to get the match. And then when they're at ringside, I'm like, what's he going to do? I mean, are they going to cross lines? Is he going to hit his sister? Is he going to hit his mother? You never know. To not do that, but they didn't do that. But when he called Aaliyah stupid, then the way he grabbed the microphone and said, Mom, shut up. It was so (laughs) visceral that it worked. And this was the, now, of course, like there's this, and then, you know, Rey Mysterio comes by, punches him. It's like disrespect your mother, and of course, no teenager has ever told his mother to shut up. <laughs> but it, made, it the way he did it was so powerful. And do you know this was the feeling you get when Hulk Hogan said yes? Yeah. This was the feeling you get when Ricky Steamboat showed up when he was supposed to still be injured before uh-huh. WrestleMania three, and he had to be held back, and Savage was backing away. This is the feeling when uh, Danny Davis was informed he was going to be in a six-man match at WrestleMania. Um, this was like WrestleMania three vibes, and the sad thing is, this used to be normal, right? Right. This used to be normal. This level, 
Uh, this this was a flashback for me, and I loved every second of it. You know what, big man? I you gotta say you gotta give WWE credit. They had two great storylines. Um, now the the difference between the two is that the the one the Rey Mysterio they waited all the way to WrestleMania, the, like the week before to to hit um, at the the peak of it, mm-hmm. where they may have peaked uh, with um, the Bloodline the week the month before but but that's reason but they had to do that because they wasn't going sammy and um roman but But remember um, they didn't have to break them up right they didn't have to but you gotta say this but before that like maybe a month the last two storylines what what, from the bloodline storyline we're getting kevin owens and 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 sammy foot against you so right so we're gonna get that right and that that has a rich rich um history there we got to give them that, right? At least it's a rich history there, um, for over months, over a year, you know, for both. And this one too, this is over a, a long period of time as well, storyline as well. But we got both of them going concurrently, um, both storylines, and and this is why WWE is the is right now is the best thing going right now because it's two great storylines going at one mind and with three matches that's gonna be that's from those storylines, you know. Um, so I. When we look back at it years from now, we're like, wow, this is some great stuff, you know, during this era. You know, like, think, this era was great. But I think what they benefited from is look who are the principals in this. Sami Zayn improvised so much of those backstage sketches that made it so memorable. And Rey Mysterio is, he's like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He is so dead serious, no matter how ridiculous the situation so he's so believable like what i love about ray mysterio and this goes back to when dominic was wrestling seth and ray came out ray doesn't look for the camera he's always in character the camera finds him and so i think it's not a coincidence that it's these and i think the difference is ray is always great sammy being funny in the bloodline he found the best comedic partner for him because he's been Sammy for a while and it doesn't it hasn't been huge. Working with Roman was was everything. And but I, I think the characters, the wrestlers themselves had a lot to do with it. AEW part of their problem is, you know, Daniel Garcia, is he gonna join Brian Danielson or or Chris Jericho? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So sometimes they invest these storylines into people that we don't that care about aren't getting and it's hard to compare daniel garcia to sammy and and ray and that's why you don't really put them in that position to begin with you're absolutely right big man and another thing the reason why it doesn't count that that nobody cares is because with dominic they gave us a reason to care with dominic because they put a lot of work in dominic those those um skits were going into the with him being beat up by Rhea and um you know, you saw the slow turn, the slow build with Dominic and then him turning on edge and then him going with mommy and going to judgment day. And then not only that, but what really turned him out was them skits at, at Christmas and New Year's. Then yeah. him going to jail. That really blew Dominic up. Yeah. You get what I mean? Those things, that character development, they put a lot of time in Dominic to make us care about, make, him, make people hate, care about him because they hate him. And he was getting... Like he's like the hottest hell they got with the reaction. People like the reaction he gets is crazy. Oh. 
and Thank I you. think you're, that's so true. And I think a lot of fans, internet fans, they can deny it, but a lot of them would have axed Domino, would have axed A X E D Dominic a long time ago. Yes, yes, they would have. But it shows you what, and he does nothing differently in the ring than he did before. He just changed his character, and that's why I say character development is a lot because he still does the same stuff in the in the wrestling ring. He does some things here and there, differently here and there. But him on the microphone, because they give him a microphone, he talks, and he and he can talk. And, and the great, the unique thing about him talking is he can be quiet, but we hear every word he says. Like he doesn't have to yell. Like he's that special. Yeah. All right, and then they not only that they brought him. To talk with in the Charlotte and, and Rhea thing, and he said, I, I, he said, father, he, they can intertwine him in different things, and it still works with his character, yeah. And, and they haven't even done the 1980s, 90s kind of bringing in his cellmate, <laughs> right? They haven't or done the, or the, the big boss man guy. type of guy, yeah. have, they can do they can still do that, right? Yeah, of um, course. Because I, they, I, I, I might be crazy for saying this, big man, but he might be the biggest star out of the Judgment Day. He might have the Rock if they if he keeps going. He might have a Rock type of um, career, and I, I know that's a lot. Because but the, remember people, but me saying that about the Rock back then when he before he was Rocky Maivia, and before he went to the Nation and then took over the Nation. People didn't really see The Rock being the, the star he was until he got into the nation, and then he started blossoming out of that because the nation helped him out a lot. And I think you see the same comparison with Dominic because he's blossoming inside of Judgment Day, and he eventually when he tries to take over that, and then if they continue to build, which I which really think they will do, I think they're gonna they invested in Dominic, and I think if they and they keep doing character development and changing his character here and there. Ultimately, he could be one of the biggest stars WWE have seen in a long time. You know, I think you have. I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong about that. By the way, and like the, that's how you do it. Like AEW, their way of building people is, oh, let's bring out this next guy who was sleeping in his car last night. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what they, that's how they introduce new people. The funniest line though, Wade Barrett on commentary. Do you remember when he said, uh, he said, Michael Cole, it's statistically true. Children with bad parents end up incarcerated. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, this is going to be, this one, this is going to be one of the biggest matches on WrestleMania this year. Where do you put it? Where would you put it? God, I was about to ask you the same question. For me, it's, for me, it's the main event. Like for me, it's the main event. <laughs> it they could they can main they could main event. They you know what's crazy? This year WrestleMania have like three or four matches that can go on last. <laughs> right, like going on last. Like we love the Kevin Owens and Stone Cold match. Right. right. That right. technically wasn't the main event, but it's sort of it was last and it was, it was the big showstopper. Right. Right. Like it was just... Right. But I mean, this year they have three technically three matches that can go on last. So which one are you looking? If 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 you can only see one of them. Oh one? my god, that's tough. For me, it's this one. I I like this one too. This yeah. one is gonna be good. Um, because I think you know what, and this is you know why I say this is an important match. This is going this this for the future. A lot of these 
uh, like Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns matches for the future of WWE, right? And I also mm-hmm. think this matches for the future of WWE because once, once I think Ray will lose to Dominic, but then I'm not sure. But if Dom, Dominic winning this match will set him up later on as a main player in the WWE. Yeah, I mean Ray could tap out even if he's winning just to help right. Dominic. Yeah. But I I do think that like with Cody and Roman, I just need to know who wins basically. Right. This one I need to see the match. And actually, my second choice might actually be the Bailey and the six woman match. That's going to be another hell of a match too, because that's one where you got to see the match. You know? Yeah, because who's going to win that one? I have an idea, but then again, I, they could they could get let the younger stars go over, you know. So it depends. I don't know. You think Trish is going to turn? I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. That's what people are saying. Is that I don't based think. on something that happened, or is that just something fans are saying? No, I think no, I don't think so. I don't think Trish is going to turn. We'll see. I'm along for the ride. We'll see. For that one, I'm along for the ride. That's that's another big time match. And you know what's might still the show. And I know, I know, you're not really into that match. But what may be one of the best matches on the show is maybe Edge and Finn Balor Hell in a Cell. That may be one of the best matches. That may be one of the best matches. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the best match because if, look, look, Finn Balor, he's he's better as a heel to me. Yeah. I just that's what I want to see. Um, so I, I do want to see I do want to see Brock and Omas. I'm the only one, but Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew. Look, this went from being like this went from being one of the worst WrestleManias to being like maybe one of the better ones. <laughs> you see the card on like. Potentially, even the co- even the matches that we're not looking forward to got a pot- potentially to be good, like the Rhea and Charlotte, right, or the Bianca and Oscar. Those matches might be good too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, potentially to be good, but the main matches that they got that they putting out there, like what they're basing it on, is gonna be something to behold. Even though Moss and and Brock Lesnar match, to be honest with you, but did but what did we did you see that um? That um, Bobby Lashley was put into the the WrestleMania Andre the Giant Battle Royal on SmackDown. Did you see that? I saw that, and and I what saw the on? I don't know, but I saw the list of names, and that should be on WrestleMania. Who's on it? Who's in it? You're carrying Cross. Um, wow. Also, uh, uh, let me see. It's it's let me just. Uh, That's crazy. Carrying Cross not getting on WrestleMania. Wow. No, it's um, it's gonna be this Thursday, this Friday, right? And okay, here are the big names, right? Um, well, Top Dollar's in it. That's my guy. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, you know, L.A. Knight, Bobby Lashley, Karrion Cross, Bronson Reed are kind of the big favorites. Oh, okay. Everyone's saying Bronson Reed's gonna win. To me, you know, you could have a great feud where people eliminate each other. I think it would be hilarious. I, I just think it would be hilarious if you're Johnny Wrestling one and he has the trophies like bigger than he is. Oh, snap. <laughs> or they have um, a good channel to end up Bret Hart and Bad New Brown and um, yes. and he come in, uh, me in four and he come and break the, the trophy. He come, somebody come and break the trophy. <laughs> 
Oh, that was um, people asked on Twitter what's the best opening match in WrestleMania history. I chose that one, and I posted a picture of Bad News and Brett. That's my favorite oh, opening match. That was good. That was good stuff. That was important. So, it was. What? Why? What's going on with Bray Wyatt? So we not we wait. We wasted all this time and effort in <laughs> arguing over Bray Wyatt. It's funny. Huh? We wasted all this time arguing over Bray Wyatt. Yeah, and like, what? This is crazy. Uh, uh, like, what's going on here? They they wasted, and then Bobby, and then Bobby was supposed to be in a big match. This was going to be a big match for him, and now he's not on the show at all. That's terrible. <laughs> And why is it why is it two nights? There's ten matches. There's only ten matches? And one of them's the showcase, those four women tag teams. It's two of them, it's two showcases. The men's, right? Yeah. yeah. So then you take those away, there's eight. So it's eight matches? Yeah. What's in the, is that guy coming to perform again at the Free Rumble? Um you know it's crazy. I don't think I think it's gonna be two two hour two and a half hours show um shows, but they could have did this all in one night, but instead of, because they especially got used- California Western West Coast time, right? Right. Yeah, because it was uh, yeah seven o'clock. I mean, it starts at four. So yeah, they could be there in the arena for hours and be fine. But yeah, man. But something that people got tired of long WrestleMania. I was at a long WrestleMania. Boy, I was there for well, like. Well, you were you were at the one where people got stranded. Yeah, I didn't get stranded. Luckily, damn. Man. Yeah, man. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, Nat, Nat, uh, Natalia Shotzi, Natalia Shotzi defeated Lacey Evans and Zia Lee to to join us. Um, yeah, Zia Lee's evil now. They're both evil. You know? Right. Uh, Lacey Evans, you can give her. I think Lacey Evans, you can give her the microphone. I hate her. Um, in the ring, I think. Um, so she's not going to WrestleMania, unfortunately. No. Um, so Ronda and Shayna comes out, and guess what? They go, they automatically entered into the the um the showcase match. They don't gotta qualify. <laughs> and is Ronda okay? She uh, she got the, her arm is all what, taped up and stuff. Yeah. So let's see. I heard she got a uh an injury, but yeah. What what did but, Liv Morgan and Raquel sitting there watching actually do? They, they didn't even talk. They were just sitting at ringside. Uh, she looked excellent with that with her man. She looked excellent. Thank you, uh, Morgan. I uh, any anytime Liv Morgan out there, we good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, this needs some stakes. This WrestleMania Showcase match needs some stakes. The winner need to get something, something at least, a trophy, something. You know, yeah. just to put them out there. Just to put them out there don't mean anything. Um, I see title contract, Gunther. Um. Sheamus and um, Drew McIntyre. This led to a match with Gunther versus um, Butch, which we won. By the way, yeah. this might be my favorite contract signing in a long time. Did you say that? Just when Gunther was... Um, well, I, I like the, the argument between Drew and Sheamus, but then when Gunther came out and he's like, and he's putting them all down, and he looks at Butch, he's like, well, what are you looking at? And then Butch jumps on him. <laughs> that was great. Uh, but you know, Butch is crazy, and I love Butch. Butch was one of my favorite characters, and I I, I don't know why they put him in the Pete Dunne um, wrestling ring attire yet until they change his name fully. But 
but they should have him as Butch because Butch was Butch just is better than Pete Dunn right now. I'm right, sorry. right. But Butch came out and he was he first came out. He had the hat on. And he was just he like he's just he he's a lunatic. He's about to you can see in his face is jumping. He's about to attack somebody and bite their face off. That he's was Rick stuff. Collins. Right, exactly. He, he's, he's they couldn't find Butch. Remember, he's running through the stands and stuff. He's yeah. like, "Where's Butch? We can't find him." That was some great stuff, man. <laughs> and they kind um, of stopped it to put Drew and Sheamus together. Right. Yeah, they did that. They, you know, they. It is what it is. Um, Ko show. Um, um, they had new shirts. As you know, you know me call it Kevin. Kevin Owen has the best WrestleMania shirts. I don't care. The best WrestleMania shirts he has. Every WrestleMania, yeah. like KO one, he has the, the old WrestleMania sign. WrestleMania, WrestleMania KO Mania three has the WrestleMania that's three. That's one. That's the best one. And then now this one he has um, KO Mania with this year's WrestleMania, and um, then he have WrestleZania on the front. And that's gonna be that's a hell of a shot. I think I have to get that shirt. Um, mm-hmm. and he gave Sami Zayn a shirt. He was excited. Fans was going crazy, but the Usos came out and laid them out and. And then as we go off the air, because um, oh, Kevin Owens came back in the ring with a chair and ran the Usos off when he was beating up Sami Zayn. What's your thoughts? It was still a little sad to see where the cheering for Sami used to be for Sami Uso. Yeah, what it is now, it's still they still cheer for him, but it's not. And I almost felt like Kevin Owens, his words to Sami were like, "Yeah, you were the guy." this past year you know nobody else and it's just that's life and it's unfortunate and uh if they think they can snap their fingers and make it happen again if they ever needed to that might not happen i don't think i I think they know they can't make that happen again Uh, but but they can salvage this by having them go on last maybe the biggest tease of all time in wrestling not getting sammy uso beyond the full uso you know i agree with that um, so, but again, if they go, if they can put them last fireworks at the end of the night, I think it would be all worth it. If they don't go on last, then they'll be have a problem. Yeah. Like Cena's going on first. Cena's going on first, you know, which I, which is, which is a good thing, you know, for all the kids, you know, um, that's true. That's so that's good. Um, Kids get to see John Cena. Oh, I was wrong. I was wrong. There's not. Uh, there's there's eleven matches without the showcase. Oh, eleven matches without the showcase. Yeah. So that means it's thirteen altogether. Yeah, that's a lot. You're right. So seven. Yeah, it is. But they have enough time. They own that peacock. They have enough time. They have to. Be, they got like four hours. Four hours each day. So it should be all right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do the wild report. Oh yeah, yeah. So go ahead. Let's give us the wild report, big man. Oh well, the opening match we saw Stephanie Slays and Jen Flores. The Stephanie Slays. Jen- yeah, Jen Flo. That's what Steve Dickey called her. Jen Flo is the millennial. Is the Generation Z. And Stephanie yeah. is the millennial. And they Giovanni. took on. What'd you say? Giovanni. Yeah, Giovanni and um, her partner. What was her name? She used to be the, the from the Merchant Marines, but they or the Coast Guard, but they changed her name. That's the reason I don't remember it the same way. But uh, that was a uh, that was a good match. The ending 
you know, a little here and there at the end. What I wanted to say is this. Steffi Slays, was she going for a cold red and missed she it? Was. She was. Okay. So, <laughs> you just fell backwards. Who? <laughs> so, what happened? I knew that was a botch. Why did they show that? They used to not show those. They used to edit the matches. And Steffi Slade's finishing move is really the victory roll. Not that, but that's what they went with. To, to get us a, a code red, but the girl just fell backwards. Yeah. It's like a, a nice amateur move. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But and, even Dave McLean was like, ow, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, so she's botched. That was a botch. Um, yeah. Not the best day if you're the first time watching, but hey, Steffi Slays win. But most of the um, match was really good, and AJ's commentary was really good. It was... Steffi Slays, by the way, she did say, she did say um, Steffi Slays was, um, um, was, you know, basically mentoring uh, Jen Flo. But what AJ said was, did she did when she was getting beat up, did she say, did, um, she said, did, well, did teach Jen Flo how to save her? You know, that was smart. Like, Well, that was – I'm glad you mentioned – I love that. She's like, did she, did she teach her enough to know how to save her? And that was great. And actually, Steffi Slays posted on Instagram because she's a nurse as well. She's in the medical field. Um, Dave McClain gets these things wrong sometimes. He's like, she went to medical school, and she's not a doctor. She didn't go to medical school. And then, like, with AJ, when AJ's book, he's like, AJ, you're a famous book publisher. She's not the publishing company. She's the author. But um, so Steffi Slade was saying that one of her patients uh, kicked her in the chest. And she was in a lot of pain, and she had to fill out a police report or something. Mm. But, yeah, so that was – Jen Flores was really good. Yeah, man. Oh, what was up next? Uh what, do you remember what was up next? Um, um, I might go out of order. Okay. okay. Um, we did see, did you see the uh, Heavy Metal Sisters? That's next, girl. All my, right. My, uh, my girl, that's my new favorite. Um, uh, Razor. Uh, Havoc. And, uh, oh, my girl. Uh, and my girl, um, Fury. Fur oh, Razor, Fury, and Mesmeriah. Mesmeriah's face is so interesting, isn't it? Her eyes and everything, it's really cool. And my girl, Fury, oh, God, Fury. Yeah. They so, took they so they was taking on, um, um, who they, they took on um, the Kentucky Lake. Did you see their promo for the back? Yes, yeah, she took so it was Jesse Jones and Americana, and Jesse Jones brought them up to her home in Kentucky yeah. to toughen up her son. And a little, what's his name, Leon? What's his name again? Got his um, name. It's not Liam. Uh, I don't but remember. He took out to Kentucky to, to toughen them up, and um, they were they're not in a relationship together, right? No, because yeah. he they was she. I never knew she was good with the kids, yeah. and uh, I'm stuck. I'm like, hold on, what the hell's going on here? But then, um, then um, it was havoc. I'm not havoc. It was um, Razor. Wait, oh no, it was Mesmerat. No, it was, it was um, it was what's the name? Waiting for her, um. It was Razor waiting for them to come out. Yeah. And she hit her with the chair. And they and they and the mesmerizing they they havoc in them. They 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 hit her with the chair on her on her on her leg. And then Mesmeriah was holding Americana lightly. And then they McLean gonna come out of nowhere and Gax said, Do you wanna continue in the match? Yo, and she said, Yeah. And they went on the match and she continued, she stayed on the apron. 
And as and, um, Dave McLean said, she doesn't want her to. She doesn't want her arrested. She wants retribution. And um, the heavy metal sisters went to town on her, Americana, and they beat her. And as um, what's the name was as the little son was holding the um the the sign to Americana is my mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, watch out if MJF is around. He might spit. He might throw something on you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the heavy metal sisters after they went, they win. They they do a promo that we could. And we 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 are well back well all machine and then they could be champion. I could be um women's champion and then another one said I could be champion. And then they started arguing over that. And the other one said that the, the champion is someone who has to be smart. And then yeah. they were. I love what AJ said. Another great line. She said, uh, "Jesse was using her heart to when she said um she wanted to continue the match, but what she really did was put Americana in a two on one match." That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um. By and the then, way, that felt like we were watching UWF or World Class Wrestling in the '80s. That whole thing, and it just because in in impact in a Wow Women of Wrestling, they rarely use chairs, so that even that meant more. I remember at the end, Dave McClain, he's holding the chair. They hit her with the chair, <laughs> and it was just great. And then up next, Foxy Fierce uh, took on what's her name again? The other one. She. Oh, Holiday. A uh, Holiday. A uh, Holiday came out and was a really good character. That's first. I, I no, I seen her in the when in the 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 Harvard match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, when I saw my girl. She's a veteran. Angelica Dante. Mm-hmm. Even Angelica Dante. Um. So um, and Foxy Fierce. This was a good match, but my girl came out and I was so excited when she when I saw Candy Crush. <laughs> Let's go! Candy Crush was out there and uh, was able to um, distract her while what's the name? While Foxy Fear gets the hit hit the rear end. They didn't know what that move was. That's um called the rear end. That's Naomi move. The rear you know, end. And do you know what uh, Iceman King Parsons used to call it? What? It's not a headbutt. It's a butt butt. The butt. <laughs> so I got to see Candy Crush. Uh, I was excited. Did you like her reflexes when she was duck- ducking those? Swings like yeah. yeah, man. Candy Crush is, is the best. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there oh, ever. Her and Jesse Jones, they could be in the world title picture for sure. Yeah. And then, Foxy Fierce, I love that boot to the face that ends with a split. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, and you know what was a great move? Um, I forgot to mention the, the Heavy Metal Sisters, their double team move on Americana in the end. Oh yeah, yeah. One one of them was doing like the Jeff Jarrett stroke. The other one was doing the um, Kryptonite Crunch from ECW. Or there's some other names for it, but it was man, that was good. I'm looking for Fury Instagram. Does she show oh, her? Did <laughs> they show? I saw um, Razor Instagram. I saw her without her makeup on. She's nice looking. Um, I like I'm how AJ for- is a fan of theirs. She she was their designated driver. <laughs> Did you hear oh, that? No, no. AJ said, um, I might have been their designated driver the other night, and I woke up with purple hair. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my, one of my favorites is Heavy Metal Sisters going back you, to the globe. You write to them. They'll write back. They'll, like, comment. They'll, they're good on that. Wow, on that. Oh, I love it. And um, the main you event. Got a shout out from, you got a shout-out from your candy crutch. I did from what you told me. 
he told me that and showed me too. So hey. Um so the main event was the rematch as um Coach Capanella and Randy Rara. They're getting a rematch against um Miami Sweet Heat, the mm-hmm. twin. Um uh with uh with Lana Starr and and boy. Yeah, Vicky the Enforcer. The Enforcer, Vicky Lemon. Man, Vicky Lemon McCoy. But her and Pink, Pink, Penelope Pink. Man, oh man, what a tag team. That's, I have to tell you, with the way the bloodline has gone downhill, this is my favorite faction in wrestling right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, Randy Rara, man, they, yo, it was a crazy move that uh, Miami Sweet Heat, they put him up and they were about to double suplex. Um, oh, I never yeah, saw that before. And, and I think it was Coach Capanel. She went and flipped and hit and did a hit her um her feet in the air and it turned it into a um a double. double oh, what the hell? That was what nice. Crazy Coach Capanella and Randy Rara. Oh my God! So the end of the match was I think was it Lana Star or both? Uh, Vicky Lynn. Oh, the funniest part was like Rara's bow came off her hair. And uh, Vicky Lynn McCoy was waving around. So Vicky Lynn McCoy threw in the the um, mirrors while Lana Starr was distracting the referee. Okay, and they and they took, but um, what it went through the legs, but it went through their legs, and they and they got to Randy, Vanilla, and they used it. They hit him upside the head and broke it. What was that? Was that that wasn't real glass, right? I hope not. And that kind of went back to the segment before where Coach Campanelli was like, we're going to do whatever it takes. And Rara was like, whatever it takes? And she's like, that's right. And so when they got those mirrors, Randy Rara was kind of paused for a moment and she looked at the coach and coach says, do it. And they smashed him. Yeah. And they smashed him. And then one, two, three. And yeah. they won the book back. They got redemption. But um, so we what we done, some guy, another referee comes in um, and he says, shows him that, hey, look what happened. And the referee looked so, he looked so wet behind the ears. I, I'm so sorry. He looked like he was, this referee, he has these bad acting. You got it. You got to say oh, that. Oh, the picture. one, the one who was the official yeah. for this. Yeah, match. The referee, <laughs> he, was like, he, he was like, he was man. I was like, man, this is so fake. And I, like, he got to do better. You know what I'm saying? And then they didn't even do they just gave the belts back to them. They didn't even give official announcement. Dave McClain has to tell us they won by disqualification and then the best don't change. The ring announcer didn't say nothing. They yeah, didn't do anything. Home. They didn't tell us nothing. Like you gotta do better than that. You know? No, that was that was uh that was and at the end, uh Campanelli's like we're gonna do like it looks like there the, the future might be a feud between Ra Ra and Campanelli. Well Campanelli looked like she's a little bit of a you know what I'm yeah, saying? I love the way the match started where they both jumped on the backs. Yeah. Pom poms and the whistle. That was pretty cool. I like I like Randy Rara and um I like a lot of those the women's wrestlers. Not too many people I don't like, but people that I do like, like Candy Crush and Fury and have and um Razor. I'm, and I'm no, a big Steffi Slays fan, of course. Steffi Slays is okay. Um but I like them. Um, man, I like most of the hills, to be honest with you. They're going anywhere with, they showed again how Steffi Slays distracted Keita Rush. Yeah, you saw that, right? Yeah, I yeah. seen that. But, but, and, uh, but, they, but, she, but Keita Rush is trying to make up for it next That's week. That's going to be good. But, it, but you know, it's crazy. It looks like that she has something to do with it. It does. 
doesn't look like she has something to do with it now. Nah. And but but Candy Crush doesn't care anymore, man. But they try like they try to take advantage of my girl Candy Crush because she's such a nice individual. Yeah. And, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> such a nice individual. They're like they're trying to take advantage of her. And, yeah. and she, she can't she can't trust she was trustworthy. She can't be trusting everybody in the wild locker room. No. You know. But she, I, did you did you I loved how um they mentioned it this week. The reason they had the rematch um was not only because of the expo, the Carlson twins agreed to it, but um Ma, um, big Rick Betty and her daughter Holly Swag, they used their big rig to block in Lana Star's car when the Fabulous Four were about to go out on the night on the town. <laughs> and she wouldn't move until she signed the contract. That was great. Good stuff. Well, was some, this was good. This was a good episode. I had missed last week, but I caught it this week, my DVR work. So this was a good... I got to see a lot of people I like. I, I like Candy Crush, of course. Steffi State, I like her too. Uh, I like the heavy metal sisters, of course. Yeah. I like I like Miami Sweet Heat. They they I, I forgot to say they came out channeling their in the Heart Foundation. Is wearing pink and black, and they had the glasses on. Oh, so, and did you see all the choreographed moves that four of them did? Oh my god, that was yeah. nice. This is some good stuff. The only problem was when Steffi Slays blew the um blew the spot. I know. Uh, other than that, you know that good there amateur. And there were a few moves I've never seen before. On that, show. that highlight of Matt, the highlight was in the Miami Sweet Heat match when they did Randy Rara and Coach Capanella again with the um they had them up for like there was a a, a hang suplex yeah yeah and she went and, ki- and hit the legs of the of, of Randy Rara and turned it into a um double DDT which was amazing amazing stuff man from the women man it's great stuff. That Great. was. Wow. Oh, and I know you're a fan of MLW. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know who's left? Who? Alicia Atal. Oh, yeah? It's a big loss for them. Where they go? Where's she going next? Uh, she says, I'm a free agent, so she's probably going to go somewhere big. She has a they'll they feed you the jade. Yeah. Stay away from there. Go to, If you can, try to go to WWE if they want, or go to NWA Power. But stay away from AEW. You know, because they'll beat you and then they'll send you to Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, but I'd say WoW was like the most fun I have watching wrestling sometimes, you know. I know, man. It's, it's some good stuff. It's like if you watch it at nighttime, it's like watching an edition of Saturday Night Main Event. Yeah. Because they everything is so hyped and energetic. Yeah, it's some good, it's some good stuff, man. It's a, it's, it's a good show, man. It's a good show. Um, So... I, I, I'm look. I'm in for it, man. I'm, you know, more heavy metal sisters and, and Candy Crush, you know. Yeah, me too. Steffi, I'm a Steffi Slays fan, but yeah, I like I them all. I like a lot of them. She got, she got, she got to teach um Jen Flo how to how to um save her when she in trouble. All right. Exactly. Yeah, do that job better. Well, big man, thanks. And, and AJ's commentary and Stephen Dickey and McLean. My favorite threesome in wrestling. Yes, good stuff, good stuff. Um, Big Man, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. I hope you have a great week, and everybody listening has the best week. All right, this has been the State of Wrestling, the Power Drive Report. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. Please join us next week for the next edition. 